Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, number 134. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George the Bone King speaking, and I do it right and I do it tight, and I'm joined by... What the fuck? <laughs> Age of the Bountiful Dude of Dooliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandos, co-host... <laughs> it is I, James, Dr. Rude Ramos, MD. Hello, freaks. Hold on. Hi, everyone. I'm still sh- shooketh, to quote the Rude, uh-huh. thoroughly shooketh, that George is tight. Mm-hmm. You do, well, well, hold on. You, you do it tight, so you do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about, look, there's one key word, elasticity, all right? No, oh, God. Very- <laughs> Uh, but hold on, before we get into elasticity, let's talk about our, our episode topic for today. We're going to be doing a freaky it's topical. five. That was a... It is actually very topical because uh, I have, with my recents, you'll know why it is topical in a moment. But we're going to be talking about our freaky five worst superhero movies. Uh, this is free game, both DC and Marvel. We're just going to, even things in between, if you have that, why not? Uh, and we're just going to basically going through a whole list, freaky five of our worst ones taken turns. Uh, any, uh, any warnings you want to give? There will be <laughs> really spoilers, quick. but I think we could... Well, some. Some. Yeah. Minor, probably, but yeah, well, just like, be well, aware. what, for my list? I don't think I have any spoilers for my list. I also would like, I, know, I, I also would like to preface that there are movies on our list that may have good moments, but they necessarily don't make a good movie. Oh, yeah. Sure. And that's fair. I mean, a lot of things, even the worst things. Have and again, if you guys actually like these movies, if you freaks out there like these movies, that's fine. We're not the end all be all. But just know that mm. I don't trust your I opinion mean, if you like these if these movies. <laughs> well, that was that was kind of the warning I was looking for. It was more like, hey, this is our opinion. You know, it's not the, the de facto answer to everything. But thank you, dude, for clarifying that for everyone <laughs> that, that they're wrong. I understand this. Um, but before we get into any of this, let's go ahead and get into our recents. Who'd like to start us off? Uh, do you mind if I go first? I'm really quick. <laughs> first off, I'd like to say I'm shooketh to learn that the dude is very quick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a, hair, a hairpin trigger. Anyway, uh, go ahead, dude. Uh, you know, it's 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 been a while. It's been a while. It's uh, been a while. Uh, so it's just it's backed up like a geisha. I'm Yellowstone over here. So Adrian oh is, not, is the wait, fastest wait, thing hold alive. On. No, back up. We need to go over that uh, pronunciation of the word geyser. <laughs> Geisha. Oh, I didn't even catch that. What? Geisha. Is that what you a said? Ga- a gazer. Ga- ga- oh my god. I thought you were gonna say like a geisha or something. Oh my god. No, gazer? <laughs> what am I, a gay supervillain? Anyway, okay, alright. We're, 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 do- we're done bullying the dude. Go ahead, dude. What's your reasons? Uh, so, the latest Shinji Mikami game came out, Ghostwire Tokyo. I've been super hyped for this. Uh, I've been playing it. And? Um, I've only got an hour in. The story's very anime. Um, it is more in line with Evil Within 2 slash Resident Evil 4 than Resident Evil Remake and Evil Within 1. Like, it's it's more action-focused than it is horror-focused. But, of course, Hmm. it is still genuinely creepy. uh, creepy, Excuse me. But it does Hmm. have a lot of... Um, lore of Japanese mythology with kappas and yokais, 
But yes. by the way, uh, it is game of the year because you could pet stray dogs and cats and <sighs> feed them. Yeah. And you later on get a power up where you get to read the animal's thoughts. That's dope. Yeah, I, I like that sounds amazing, but there's also like some sad scenes apparently. Like I saw a picture on Twitter and it's like a dog looking for its owner and it's like, oh God. Yeah, no, sad I already moments, had that. So. I already had that, but I fed the dog, so now it's my dog. <laughs> oh nice. I don't give a fuck. Nice. It's my, like it's my head about canon of the anymore. game because there's no title yet, but that's my dog. I know what dog you're talking about. Um, dad, where'd you go? Well, you don't need your dad anymore. I'm your dad now. Here's your food. Look, uh, look at me. I'm your dad now. Uh, uh, it is a first-person shooter. The powers look really cool. I really like the enemies. Uh, we did get yes, back. That's the, the whole reason I'm into it. Uh, we did get back the evil within of stealth killing your 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 enemies, and Ooh. this is one game that automatically comes released with a. Uh, an extra hard mode, which gives you zero XP. So you're at vanilla build throughout the entire game. You will not get any bonuses. What the fuck? Oh, it's depraved. With the hardest difficulty. But good news for any trophy hunters, there is no difficulty trophy. It is all just collect-a-thons. Oh, okay. By the way, it is... What is this obsession with every game set in Japan having to be in Shibuya? Everything's in Shibuya neighborhood. Fucking Persona it's 5, this shit, everything Shibuya. Uh, it's a pretty open world, and yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's game of the year. Uh, well, I have a question for you really quick. How come every like superhero analog has to have like a New York kind of metaphor or analog or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, Why is it always that big metropolis? You know what I mean? There's other cities. Metropolis isn't New York, for the record. Oh, what is, is it like? What? Kansas City. Chicago. I think Metropolis... What? It's Kansas City, Missouri. See, I don't believe that either, though. It's n it's definitely not modeled after Kansas City. Well, it's just because Smallville's an hour away. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But Metropolis is not modeled after Although, Kansas City. Also, yeah, Metropolis does have docks. And yeah. Kansas City's landlocked. Uh -huh. I'm just saying there's no freaking like Gotham isn't even Miami New York. It's it's uh, Chicago. No, Gotham is a hybrid of New York and Chicago. Oh. But that's but that's my point. It's like it's just like they use a city kind of template. Also, idea. fuck you, George. Really the West Coast Avengers exists and those are all in LA. And we have our very own I'm Marvel sorry. superhero, Ant-Man Scott, Scott Lang is in Miami. Good. I, it, I'll, let me know when there's a movie with palm trees. That'd be really cool. I want to see him like Ant-Man on a palm tree and he goes in a coconut. Well, fucking first Thor was in New Mexico. Fuck off. So uh, <laughs> I also got back into Hunt, which uh, there's a new event and uh, it's been fucking shitty because <laughs> not the event, just our performance. That and this new meta is fucking insane where it's just shotguns aplenty. It's like playing Modern Warfare 2 with uh, lever action shotguns akimbo again. I swear to God, this is fucking annoying. Um, but overall, I, I don't know why you're surprised about the dude's performance issues. I mean, we already clarified that he has a hair trigger. You know, he is quick. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> That's a consistent joke in this episode. That's going to be a thing. This is just like the time I said I like dick like that when I was talking about Dick Grayson. Correct. 
Hashtag dude the quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else you got? Dude? Yeah, I'm sorry, what else you got? Um, but I did, uh, I did carry a, a game the other day, and I had five kills. So I'm very proud of myself. But whatever. And I got back into fighters because there's a new character who fucking essentially broke the game. Her fucking oh, frame advantage is stupid, and most of the hardcore gamers, the ones who've been like very focused on the on the game since launch, the ones who are pros at the level and compete at tournaments, have quit the game, and now they're all waiting hmm. for fighters too. Whenever it does happen, which again brings about. So who's the new character? Labco yeah. Android Twenty One. Mm. So it's before she goes full Majin. Um, right. Because she's just a mismatch of everything. She's a Majin android. So there you go. Right. Um, hmm. I thought for sure it was going to be another Goku. No. No. Damn. The last the last Goku-esque character that broke the game was Gogeta Super Saiyan 4. Is Kid Goku in that? Yes. Oh, perfect. From, okay. from I'm GT. I'm trying to think of what Goku's From GT. <laughs> oh, from GT. Oh, all right. I guess that makes sense. Mean. But that's it for my recents. Okay. Um, what do you guys got? What do you got, James? So, um, I kind of put down, um, fuck, I can't even remember the game that the games that I've been playing anymore. In sound put it down so in hard, he forgot in it. In sound mind, I put down in sound mind for a little bit. Uh, don't get me wrong, mm. I'm still enjoying the fuck out of it. It's amazing. Uh, this is uh, sincerely one of my favorite survival horror games that I've played in a long time. Yeah, you were telling me about it. Uh, yeah, and I tried to get you to download it. You missed your opportunity. So. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't want to succumb to the waves of of whatever that origin. I will succumb to a lot for free. The content. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but even then, it's probably worth whatever price it's in on Steam right now. Uh, okay. It's legitimately, Ooh, it's like I said, it's one of my favorite fucking games that I've ever played in terms of like the survival horror genre just because it's so different. Oh, and I thought it was exclusive to, to origin. It's on Steam too? I don't think too? so. I don't remember. No, but the it point is. is ooh, well, there okay. you go. Um, but I, I put it down because I finally got my PSVR set up. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. What are you playing yeah. on it? Uh, so I don't even know how I got these games, but <laughs> I, I, I think they were maybe PlayStation Plus games or something. I don't know. But I have uh, I've only played two so far, and that's The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Nice. And uh, this game called The Persistence. Both of those were plus games, yeah. I don't remember getting them, and I don't remember installing them, but they were already on my PlayStation. It's wild. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is... So, uh, I will say, the, uh, playing the PSVR has really made me appreciate the Oculus Quest 2. <laughs> <laughs> or the Meta Quest 2, whatever the fuck it's called now. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, simply because, don't get me wrong, for the most part, the PSVR works great until you turn around. Because mm. of the cables? No, it's because as soon as you come between the camera and the light on your move controller, your hand goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the audience doesn't know what your hand just did. I'm gonna. It went to the moon. I'm aware. Just to, just to describe it to the audience, it just goes haywire because mm -hmm. the PlayStation it, 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 for motion tracking it depends on the on the camera. Mm. I get and you. And since the camera is at your TV, you can basically eclipse the light on your move controller, 
So let's say you're turning around to kill a zombie behind you and you go to stab and you can't anymore because your hand is doing the Macarena. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's really frustrating at times. Uh, the hmm. game also has some hitbox problems. Like sometimes I go for like a heavy swing with my axe on a zombie and instead I just kind of bonk him on the head. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, for a VR game, I feel like that's the most important thing because like, yeah. uh, I agree. To what you do, yeah, it's caused my death a couple times already, and it's really frustrating. Because um, uh, Brawling Barb is actually playing that game. He he's releasing his episodes on YouTube. The Saints um, and Sinners, Saints and Sinners. He was playing it on VR, and it, it seems like a pretty fun game in terms of like just killing zombies and whatnot. Because VR yeah. is really good for those kind of sandboxy kind of games, but they've got to be you know consistent in the gameplay mechanics. And if it's just going to yeah. phase through a zombie, then I'm going to be like, I don't want to use an axe. <laughs> I'll use something yeah. else. Exactly. Um, mm. And again, like the fact that it is like like a fully 3D environment where you are freely moving through and I can't just depend on the ability to like reach behind myself and shoot the zombie coming up behind me, like mm -hmm. that's a problem. But yeah, no, no. I'm still enjoying it. It's fun. I just have, it's things I have to be aware of. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. I mean, I, I only had my experience with the Resident Evil 7 PlayStation VR, and I didn't have to do anything where I fired behind me because my character was so slow. So I don't really know. That's an interesting yeah. uh, negative aspect for that, damn. <laughs> I wanted to uh, I wanted to play Astrobot Rescue, but it turns out there is a glitch where some DualShock 4 controllers can't be recognized by the PlayStation camera. That's weird. Yeah, hmm. and Astrobot 4 and Astrobot Rescue isn't it, it doesn't support the move controller. It only supports uh, tracking the the, D, the DS4. So I can't play it. I can't play that or uh my the game I've been most wanting to play, which is No Man's Sky VR. <laughs> it, it's no almost Man, like No Man's Sky VR is only on PlayStation VR. It's not on Quest. No, it's on the. You can play it on PC. Oh, I, I just I, it's almost like they're cashing in on a trend without actually you know paying attention to the development of these things. I mean, to be fair, dude, like PlayStation VR came out pretty early on. In terms of like consumer VR, sure, I get that. It, but then you're having a situation where you can't even play some of the games on sale because of a controller bug with its own company's controller. Like I don't. No, know. I agree, but apparently it only affects a, a limited number of controllers. Mine just happens to be in one of them, uh, which is great. How uh, would you I'm know? also like what is this? Yeah. Uh, I'm also playing the Persistence. What is that? Uh, mm. So I w first I wish the persistence had moves uh, controller support. Uh, it doesn't. So you're the only like so your 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 head it does the aiming and the movement. Like oh, it's already said. Yeah, already said yeah. that. Um, but it's a roguelike first person VR game. Okay. And basically, you are on... First off, the intro sequence is super cool because you're flying through this space station, so it's this really cool like VR space scene. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Really gave me a sense of like flying through space. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Just uh, but, wait till you're on the Voyager in VR. What? Someone did that in VR chat. They fully modeled the Voyager ship. And you oh, that's dope. The whole thing. I was in it. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
So, uh, so basically, you are on this ship that has like body replicators. Like you can clone yourself a new body, mm. right? But something okay. has gone wrong, and almost everybody on the ship is dead. And now the body replicators are just printing bodies with no minds in them. So they're basically zombies. Oh, Ooh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know who she is yet. I suspect it's a computer AI, but has downloaded the mind of one of the people, like one of the crew members of the ship, and is basically uh, prepared to print them an unlimited supply of bodies. So basically, every time you die, you just get reprinted and they download your memory into the new body. It's like the Vita Chambers in Bioshock. Kind of, yes. Yeah. But like, you Uh, know, actually plot relevant. It sounds like the persistence is pretty (laughs) consistent. Uh, uh, And then like, yeah, you so you go through the game and you basically have to get through certain objectives. But and they actually explain the roguelike quality of it, too, which is pretty cool. Like the first time you die and come back, your character's like the layout's totally different. And then the the play the character who's like, you know, your the person who's keeping you alive, she's like, yeah, there's nobody managing the uh, th- there's nobody managing the station right now. So the um, what is it? So the con- so the construction bots keep moving around the layouts of of the modules. <laughs> mm. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I I like the idea of like automated people with no purpose. That's an interesting concept. Um, So yeah, it's, it's so far, it's pretty cool. Uh, It's, it's, it's got heavy stealth uh, aspects to it, which is fun for VR. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like it. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. And last but not least on my recents is uh, mischievous and I finished lost in space. You're, you're on a in, big sci-fi kick, huh? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, uh, Lost in Space, uh, it's its third and final season. Oh, so the show's done. There's no more seasons. Yeah, the or- show is done. Correct. It, 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 well, from the beginning, they planned it to be three seasons, and they're sticking with it. Like, it is over. So they were found. Uh <laughs> Uh, they found themselves, Adrian. Uh, and you could say... <laughs> The, the, the real space, the space is the... Lo- oh, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the real space is the friends we lost along the way? No, that's... There that's you go. Uh, oh, actually, that's actually pretty good for the show. Um, but uh, it is one of the best sci-fi series to come out in a long time. The writing on this show is impeccable. And the way it manages the family aspect of this show without being like cringy or cutesy, it's a very realistic like representation of like a family in crisis. And it it's it's so well written and the heartwarming moments are so earned that you can't help but like be right there with the fam- uh, the, the Robinson family. Uh, okay. The cast in the show is fantastic. Like I said, the writing is great. Uh, the antagonists, plural. Antagonai. Uh, antagonai, yes. Antagopodes. The antagopodes uh, in the show uh, are wonderfully written, legitimately terrifying in one regard, and in the other regard, a completely interesting character, Parker Posey, 
does a phenomenal job as Doctor Smith. Truly phenomenal. She's a great actress. I'm gl- I'm I'm very interested now. Yeah, like tr- I again, it's three seasons, so it's concise. And it's so, this, again some it's some of the best sci-fi action and writing you've seen in a while. This is on Netflix, uh, right? It's on Netflix, a Netflix series. And uh, this is a, this isn't a spoiler. It's it's a main feature of the show. The way they've what they've done with Robot, how they've turned him into like a fully fleshed out character, not just like you know Danger Will Robinson. A, yeah, a fun little audio clip. Uh, is don't get me wrong. He had he had characterization in the original series, but the what they've done with Robot in this is awesome. It's so like, freaking cool. I feel like the term fleshed out shouldn't apply here. More like tempered or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I you know what? I could leave James. I could just walk out. You know, you know James. All right, so it's just the dude and I now. James, you know what's Goodbye. what's interesting about Lost in Space, the way you're describing it and how well it came out, re- really m- makes me sad because the comparison comes up for me in my head that Altered Carmen failed so drastically in its season two. Yes. It's so rare to find a good show throughout. Consistent in all three seasons. Yeah, that's, man, th- that's consistently that's such, compelling. That's such an oddity in the in this day and age. Yeah, I know. And, it's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the special effects are fantastic. Mm, that's mm. Oh, so good. Really good. Uh, the robot effects. Well, robot the main character, he's a guy in a suit for most of the series, but there are moments where Robot is CG and the moment, it looks awesome. Fantastic. It, All the- yeah, it, I, 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 I imagine the special effects are probably where everything's put into, like, in terms of, like, the budget. A, a big, yeah, a huge chunk of it. But again, yeah. the, the performances throughout this series, everyone, a Penny, like, the, the entire Robinson family is so well casted and the acting is phenomenal i again if, if you're into sci-fi please please check it out mm-hmm. i mean you know and, it's, yeah. it's 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 already done so it's not like you're gonna doom the show if you don't watch it but uh nonetheless watch it anyway yeah but you're dooming oh. yourself from missing out on it is what you're saying correct and i lied i do have one more recent and this is me at odds with the dude again what what is it what the fuck was wrong with the adam project Oh, um, the jokes didn't work for me. It didn't land and it wasn't charming. I thought it was char. I thought it was plenty charming. I thought it was an interesting enough concept. I'm just tired of Ryan Reynolds acting like Ryan Reynolds in every Ryan Reynolds movie. Says the man excited to watch the Nicolas Cage stars as Nicolas Cage in the Nicolas Cage movie. This is the first time he's Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, he's you, always you, Nicolas Cage. No, he isn't. You're comparing Nicolas Cage to fucking... He's on a different rung, though, in terms of actors who play themselves. hes It's not like The Rock or or Will Smith or, or anyone that's like, yeah, they're usually playing themselves. Nick Cage does a lot of different weird performances, and they're just all very out there. I don't know. He does usually play himself sometimes, especially when the movie just casts him because, they, hey, we have Nicolas Cage. But he's able to do different roles. I don't know. I just felt look the Adam the Adam project wasn't for me. It it's very much not for me. It's for you know I guess uh, it's a teen movie or, or a kids movie at some in some cases. Yeah, it's a kids movie. Uh, and I just I didn't I wasn't enthralled by it. I love time travel, but this didn't really 
do anything for me in that regard. Uh, it's cute, the little references. It just wasn't, in my opinion, interesting to me. I did preface that when I did review it, that I acknowledged this isn't for me. This isn't my my type of movie. The only reason I watched it was for the time travel. And unfortunately, the time travel is like 15% of the movie. Um, no, it isn't. It's like the whole movie. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> did they explain the time travel? Because they didn't. Because that was the 15 Absolutely did. The, f- Guys, the 15% that they they talked about, that's what I'm referring to as time travel. But them in a spaceship going from different points in time wasn't enough for me. All right. Well, I liked uh, it. I'm glad you yeah, did. And to be but honest, it, it, for me, it was uh, shit. But I'm you also have Nicholas Juratek that agrees with you. He liked it as well. Again, I don't think it's like anything to write home about. Like, it's not like a super like, it's not Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, but it's a fun kid sci fi movie. Yeah, like, uh, I, it's, if no, I it's a, not Jupiter ascending. Okay, come yeah. on. shut the fuck yeah, up. Uh, really, just to wrap this up with a bow, uh, I didn't even remember it existed. So you don't get to wrap up my recent. That's not how this works. <laughs> I mean, considering you haven't yet, I did it for you. Nah, fam. <laughs> But yeah, that's all well, I want to say is that I, I think I just think it's a fun, like kids sci-fi movie. All right, and well, that is to it. be fun honest, quotation marks, but all right. All right. Well, to be <laughs> honest, I keep finding that Doctor Rude is usually more forgiving of sci-fi movies than I than most. I think the dude and I, from what I find, whenever we come out here and say like this movie was terrible, you're usually more forgiving of it and finding better aspects. Other than a- Jupiter Ascending, which again is a bad movie, I acknowledge that it's a bad movie. I don't I, I like would Jupiter Ascending back. for its but, movie but there's quality. A, there's a reason why Jupiter Ascending, like, why that comes to mind. There's been a couple times I have to go back and look, but there's a couple times where there's, like, a sci-fi movie where I was like, I didn't enjoy anything. And you're like, I disagree. It was really good. In fact... I di- uh, disagree with both number of five, you. Uh, number what, five on my list might be one of those. <laughs> interesting. One, interesting. One of the things I disagree with the both of you was Wonder Woman 84. Mm. And I thought that was yeah. shit. Yeah, and now going back to it, I kind of, yeah, I gave it a, a curved raking. It, it, it really is not as great. <laughs> I don't think it's great, but I think it's pretty average now. But yeah, I still don't think it's shit. Anyway. No, it's before, yeah. All right. Uh, Bone King, hit us up. Yeah. Before we get into shitty superhero movies, don't, keep it in your pants for now. I know how quick you are. Um, We're going to move on to my recents real fast. <laughs> All Just right. not going to let so, it go, are you? No, it it was a great segue. That's why I did it. All right. So number one, we'll start out with Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm still playing Elden Ring. And so is like 75% of the Internet. Um, I uh, but the thing is, is that like I got pretty far with my first character and I was like, yeah, uh, one of my friends, Gunstrix the Czar, he's actually been on the show before. Um, or yeah, uh, we've talked and stuff about music and whatnot. But um, Anyway, he got the game, and he was, like, starting out with a new profile, so I was like, I'll start a new character, too. So I started a magic class, like a mage build, which is a little bit different than what my main one was, which is just straight-up strength. And playing Mm -hmm. the game with a mage is very different. Um, Yeah, being able to attack things from afar is super great. You do a lot of good damage against, like, really heavy armor. Are are you, like, DPS-focused and shit? Well, no, it's just that the the spells that I have, they're not really fast. So they're more like magic missiles 
and they're there. You just got to time them really well. Yes. Magic missiles. And um, to be honest, it's really cool when you do the damage. But boy, are you squishy. Uh, like, you fucking take one tap on the ass, and that shit has a crack on it, and it's done. Welcome like, to d and <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I get it. Like, I get it. I, I never play mages. That's my thing. I always play thieves. And when you're a thief, I have more of an odds to dodge. I'm pretty good at the whole dodging thing, and I can, I can do a save roll if I dive myself into a wall. Like, I could do some things. But... With a mage, it's just kind of like, I'm sorry, I'm still casting. Can you just hold on a second? And that doesn't really work. And you just get slapped in the titties every time. Um, speaking of uh, titties, I'm playing as a new OC character, which I wanted to talk to Dr. Root about at some point. I've mentioned on the show a million times how I, like, collect my creative characters yes. in RPGs. I have a new one. Her name is okay. Celeste. She okay. is, uh, I, I realize on my list of characters, I'm like, you know what? I've got all these old dude characters. I don't have an old lady. So I have this old lady who has sorcery magic and she's like Madame Celeste and she's using all this like space theme shit. She's really cool. Get it? Celeste Cute. space. Eh. I'm um, really digging it. It's a really fun experience. Just it, It's really cool that this game is so well designed that you could just be like, I'm using just these weapons and it's a pretty different experience. Okay. I actually just for a, a D&D campaign that I'm not even going to get to play in, but my mm. DM had me prepare a character. I came up with a uh, a Triton Chronergy wizard. Triton Con I don't know what the middle one is. What? Chronergy Chron is time magic. Oh, Chron Oh, like Chrono. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh and it's cool. I came up with this whole cuz uh, Tritons are typically like a warrior race, like a proud mm. warrior race. Uh, so they don't, um, but I came up with this, like, sect of Tritons that, like, study the relationship or study the similarities between time and water. Okay. And, because they're a water yeah, race. Tritons, that's yeah. Worth, yeah, that's worth noting. Uh, and well, it just so, makes yeah. me feel like we should play a D, like, we should set up a campaign where we're just all, like, orc clerics. <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? Just because I, I like doing that. I know that people people love to min-max, where it's like, oh man, I'm a warrior, then all my things are specced out perfectly in strength, vitality, endurance, everything's perfect. I want to mix shit up. I want to make my mage use weapons. I want to, like, try different combinations. It's not going to be the best, but at least it's going to be different. And that, that's sure. just kind of why I do but it. But why everyone play orcs? I don't understand. Well, it's just orc cleric. Fine, we'll have an orc cleric. We'll have an elvish barbarian. Um, so that's we'll just have, it though with the new Tasha's rules all of that is to completely valid now like does it you scale can, properly well it's because now uh, races no longer come with bonuses to, to different stats like Wizards of the Coast has done away with that okay so it's no longer like with the way they're writing uh, races now you like uh, a race no longer comes with a plus two to intelligence yeah I could see that being problematic it comes with just a plus two to whatever I mean, but the do fuck the cat, you want. Do, 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 uh, what are the cat people called again? Um, not Khajiit. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say Khajiit because I know it's not that. Uh, but no, do they have uh, Night Eye still? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of that okay. stuff, like Dark Vision and shit like that, that sticks around. Yeah. But all of like the flat bonuses and stuff, they've they removed as racial treats, uh, racial features. Cool. All right. You know what? Then that supports Tabaxi. what I like to do more. Yeah, and I mean, that's what I like to do. I, I like to switch up, and that's what I'm doing yeah. here with Elden Ring, really. But anyway, and not uh, really. I'm yeah, playing that's... full on mage. I'm, it's just that I'm creating yeah. a new character. I didn't want to Carry spend on. too long on Elden Ring. I'm still playing it, really. Um, moving on, 
I saw two movies uh, over these two weeks, and to be honest, they weren't super two. I mean, good. Super um, two? Because <laughs> I said two weeks, to be honest, uh-huh. two movies. Anyway. Um, fucking first movie I'm going to talk about came out in 2018, and it's called The Titan. Um, oh. This is with, uh, what was his name? Sam Witwicky? What was his name? Sam Worthington. Sam, <laughs> Sam Worthington. <laughs> Sam um, Witwicky. Whatever his name is, Sam Worthington from Avatar. He was in this movie, and it's called The Titan. Is and it, the whole hold life- on, I'm sorry, I can't get over. Isn't yeah, Witwicky the name of the character, like the like Shia LaBeouf's character in the Transformers yes, movies? Sir. Yes, That's sir. correct. Okay, thank you. Yes, I was. I was trying to see if I could make a reference to Holes somehow, like Stanley oh, Coleman. That wasn't. Uh, that's not even his name. Wait, it's Stanley Yelnats because it's Stanley backwards. Anyway, sorry. Read that book uh-huh. if you're in middle school. No. Uh, <laughs> If you're in middle school, why are you listening to this podcast? I don't know, but but please keep listening and download the next okay. episode and the one before. I what? am looking at images right now of the oh, Titan. Oh, the Titan? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah, so what it is, is the plot is essentially, humanity has basically fucked itself over. I mean, shocker. Uh-huh. And the rich of the rich have essentially found people that have gone through traumatic scenarios so that they could be the next step in evolution so that they can go to a new planet. Because the planet that they're going to p- bring humanity to is harmful and, and actually dangerous uh, for humans. So they want to evolve humanity to live on that planet. So they get like a team of people and that's what the movie's about. Wow, this movie was so A, boring, so, B, I have repetitive. A well, let me so, finish. <laughs> the, well, this is related to. I, I want to make sure we get there before you go, go into a full description. Go on, see if I got this sure, right. Sure, sure. So, does Sam Worthington play a character yes. who has been selected to adapt to life on a new planet by being placed in a body that is more adapted to that planet? It's close. It's not placed in a body. They actually oh, are I'm forcing sorry. his body. Right. Yes. I'm sorry. Got it. Okay, cool. No. And and the best part is there may or may not be blue people involved by the end oh, of it. Oh, great. So I'm just saying, and I know that's kind of a spoiler, but I didn't really say too much. But I'm going to be honest with you. The movie is just really going through the paces. And then it completely just fucking tumbleweeds off into a corner and dies at the end. It It literally has no point to anything the ending happens and then i wonder like okay now what nothing it feels like nothing really mattered by the end of it and everything was it's so unnecessarily like you know that okay we're gonna talk about it at some point because we talked about things that kill a game for you one of the things that kill a movie for me and you please remember it for when we do that episode is is when characters just need to talk like At any point, you could just go up to this person and say, hey, I know blank, blank, blank. And then the entire issue is resolved. Like Mm. everything would be gone. No one would have any problems and we could just move forward. But no, nothing. None of that happens. And it's all this dramatic almost. It's trying to be suspenseful, but it ends up just wasting your time. And I can't get into specifics with the spoilers, but it feels like it was all pointless. And there was no reason why I should have seen this movie. Um, Speaking... Of movies that I felt like were pointless and were just going through the motions, I saw another movie. What'd you uh, see? That was also pretty bad. I saw Morbius. Ooh. <laughs> I 
I don't, mind you, mind you, I have no background. Like, I'm not a comic book guy. I don't really even know who Morbius is. Like, I, for the most part, for comic book movies, I'll have an idea of who this is. Oh, uh, Venom. I know Venom. He's a Spider-Man villain. That's really, like, the kind of thing I would know. You know Superman. Know oh, Man of Steel. Batman. I get it. But Morbius is, yeah, yeah he's D-list, C-list, probably. But, and it's not even like you have to be a famous, like, superhero for me to like you or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. Like, they've done great things. Like, the Suicide Squad, all those characters are just fucking, like, side people and shit. And they're really good. So, like, you can do something with that. But this movie really was, like, if I, the way I described it to you, like, on in the text message when I was in the theater, I sent you guys a message. And I was like... This has got to be the most generic superhero movie I have ever seen in my life. Woof. Yeah. It is literally like <sighs> bullet point by bullet point. Like every single thing that's like, oh, the superhero movie needs to have this scene, needs to have this scene. And it's everything you've seen before done way times more uh, uh, serious, duller, and and with no personality. So All it's, the tropes it's you'll painfully see in- mid. It's painfully mid. Every single fucking scene and every single like plot turn in a superhero movie has been done before. I'll, like oh, it, it, it's don't it's, sorry, go ahead. don't spoil this, but just a quick sure. yes or no: Is there a sky laser, or like a hole uh, from the sky, or something with the sky? No, no, okay. there actually isn't. Close. No, I, I think we've moved past sky lasers, but no. bro, but it almost has like every checkbox here. You know let, what I'm no, saying? Wait, let me rescind my statement. Let me rescind my statement. It has every fucking um, checkbox ne- necessity thing for a superhero movie in 2007. Oh, ho, ho, ho. so like it, ha- it. We're talking Sam Raimi like Spider-Man one, but with no personality, no, right. no like, soul, anything no that heart. actually makes it fun. Exactly. It is just the beat by beat. And we're going to talk about a lot of these movies that actually do that, too, where they're bad superhero movies where it's like, OK, this is the part where he gets his powers. This is the part where blank. This is the part. and it's just it does it with no flair. Every scene is a drab, dark green and shadows and gray. Everything zoomed in and doors. Everything is just so dull and there's no personality to any of it the guy's a vampire before he even becomes a vampire it i just uh, i'm trying to talk about things without getting into spoilers per se can can i ask you did you Um, see this in theaters i did i did see this in theaters and i really wonder why uh because it really felt like there were no big big spectacles and the ones that there were i i feel like the cg was not super great and i'm not someone who says you need to have good cg you know what I mean? For for a, a movie to be successful. Right. But holy shit, every time his face turned into whatever his face is, Mor- Morbius, evil Morbius, I don't know. It was just like a weird, how do I describe it? How do I describe it? It looked like something out of Space Jam, I guess, where it's like a weird Jam. spatial distortion. I, did, I really did not dig it very much. Jared Leto is just so monotone. If it he's one note throughout the entire fucking movie, and the one time where he's confident, he, he it doesn't really change anything. The movie tries to be funny with jokes, and every single time the jokes land with a dull thud. Like when you tell a joke, there's setup and then payoff. They just pay off. There is there is no setup, or really it's just setup. I don't know. They'll someone will just put something on a table and be like, "There's the joke. Did you get it?" And that was it. <laughs> 
That that's it. They'll just say something. There is no actual like quirk or any. I got out of this movie going. I don't know anything about my protagonist other than he's goth. I guess. Like, can, can, that's it. Can I ask? Uh, I'm. I mean, this is kind of rudimentary, but on a scale of one to ten, one being the absolute worst fucking movie of all time, ten being an amazing film, five being its average. What do you give it? I give it a three. Ooh. If not two, Damn. like the thing is, is when Ooh. I go lower than three, it's usually when it pisses me off in some way. But this movie didn't make me mad. It didn't make me go like, fuck this movie. It just made me go like, why? This is a boring scene. See, We've had five heart to heart scenes, five of just characters talking to each other, doing I, nothing. I think that. That's one of the the things I really want to cover in this episode and the topic, which is what's worse, not feeling anything or feeling like anger because like not feeling anything is. Oh, boy, because that's what art is. It's supposed to make you feel something. But this. Yeah, this feels from what you're telling me and from what I've read. Absolutely hollow. No reason to watch. It's 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 a waste of celluloid if they even use film. I'm sure it was I digital, rather, but it's a I would waste rather of hard feel drive nothing space. than disrespected, though. We'll get into that well, list, I guess. I guess so, because at some point in the movie, when they sat down for the umpteenth time to talk about how tortured he is, I was like, mm -hmm. fuck this, I'm getting popcorn. And I literally got up and bought a large <laughs> popcorn and came back. I shit you not, ask my boyfriend. Like, I was so bored. And when I came back, I'm like, did I miss anything? And he's like, no, but no. they're about to talk again. And it's like, ugh. It was just so nothing. Not any character had a single character trait. Everyone was so one note, and it was the most generic superhero movie I've ever seen. Adrian, you said something about, like, you hating it, how the movie just, like, a certain type of villain shows up, and then that's it. That It's exactly that, and you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> Dude, even me, as a Spider-Man super stan, like, truly... I still can't bring myself to go watch this in theaters. I, it, what's he in? Who is Morbius? Is he related to another superhero or is he by Spider -Man. himself? Spider-Man. Oh, is he? Yes. That explains the after credits sequence where I was like, Spider-Man and Blade. Yeah. Mostly Spider-Man. I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying anything about Spider-Man in anything in the end after credits, but his after credit sequence references something and I'm like, I'm what? I'm aware. <laughs> it made no sense. I was so confused. I don't know. Does anyone have any other questions before we just, I guess, move on to news? No. I mean, you answered it. I'm, I'm, I do, I will say, I do have a morbid curiosity to watch just how bad it is. Uh, so do I. Because, honestly, but. Because you need to understand, I do genuinely enjoy watching like schlock, bad B, C list movies. I'll fucking watch Birdemic and shit like that. I'll watch like. Twilight, New Moon, some really fucking bad movies, but there's a other part of me that's like, I don't want to pay for this one. I really don't. Yo, a pirate's <laughs> life for me. Last thing, and this is the last way I'll describe it. I'm going to describe it like this. Imagine watching Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man recycled four times and they cut out any scene that gave characters personality. It is just a literal checklist of things a superhero movie needs. And I was like, who, why would they make this? Who would want to come up with something like, oh, Sony, got it. 
and then it was it. Yeah, I one of my movies is on the list that does that. Yeah, all right, I got it. Sony, we got to talk about Sony at some point. They, what are they doing? <laughs> Ghostbusters, Pixels, Grown Up, like what? What are they? Wow, doing? Pixels was like eight years ago, but <laughs> so but then into the Spider Verse, Ghostbusters Afterlife, like I well, don't first like, off. Afterlife, I don't think it should be anywhere near into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse was not, great. Not Afterlife. Afterlife. I'm sorry. Not Afterlife. What the fuck? Uh, the new Ghostbusters. That is Afterlife. Did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the new one either. The, oh, well, even the reboot, whatever one. I'm just saying, like, they, they get a lot of misses in there. Oh, wait. So you saw the new Ghostbusters, the one with the kids? Yeah. I didn't like it. Wow. Well, all right. <sighs> I... Uh, nostalgia! This, do you get it? Do you remember the old ones? No, I'm sorry. That's not what this was. Oh my. Okay. This is a oh case my God. Of, who is she? Who is she? Who could she be? Is she related to someone? This is a case they, of. They, this they is make a case that clear in the very beginning of the I, movie. I get what the it, fuck? but it's constant and it, there's no point to it. Anyway, we will make that a case of if we need to. We got to move right. on. Ready for news? <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, who's got the lowest amount of news? Me I've got two. All right, go for it. Uh, Jim Carrey's considering retirement. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will probably be his last movie. Uh, Bruce Willis is also retired due to aphasia um, uh, diagnosis. And the Razzies have taken back the Razzie they have given him for one of his worst films. Uh, Just because, you know, hey, this is something that he's been dealing with. And E3 is dead. I'm glad they finally said something. Well, I'm glad they finally said something with Bruce Willis because, like, it was years of him making these movies with no word as to why he was like this. So, like, I get it. And, you know, I I, I respect his, his Ke- choice to stand down. I'm just saying. Kevin Smith also uh, rescinded some comments he made about Bruce Willis with this knowledge of his aphasia uh, diagnosis. Yeah. We had no context. Yeah. I didn't even know this was a thing, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Red Letter so Media, Ralph well, Movie Maker. Oh, the last one, E3 is dead for this year. There's no E3 this year. Yeah. They're, they're supposedly gearing up for a big new year next year, but uh, we'll see. No E3 at all. No digital conference, nothing. Yeah, it's dead, Jim. I mean, as someone who's had like, what, four anniversary events with Capcom with, like, nothing to speak for? I don't care anymore. None of these things... Not only that, we've had, like, three states of play this year. We've had two Nintendo Directs. Uh, Xbox, I think, has something. Xbox Play or some shit like that. The only other ones are Ubisoft and EA, but who gives a shit about them? Except stockholders. Uh, But that's it for my news. Who's got next? But by the way, I just don't want to make it seem like I hate video games. Like I'm just really jaded. No, 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 at the no. Moment, you hate everything. With how we a get lot it. Of them are. Oh, that's correct. That's that's true. I, I do hate everything. That's what my bone box has in it. It's a box full of hate. Um. All right. Next up, E3 canceled. You got that bones? one for me. Nice. Uh, hatred bones. I oh, collect them. Everyone gets mad. I take their hatred bones, and then they like oh, me again. I see. That's how I. That's how world peace happens. I just steal everyone's hate bone. Hate boners. Yes. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, I've, done a few. I've, done, I've, I've done a few hate bones in my day. That's a thing. I mean, uh-huh. oh, Homestuck I know. talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Bringing up Homestuck on the podcast. Yeah, Jesus. really? Moving Jesus. on. Jesus. I'm not going to talk about the fucking seven act times three structures. Moving on. Um, Shinji and Keiichi, uh, Keiichi Toyama. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Keiichi. I love you so much. And I can't <laughs> pronounce your name. Shinji Mikami and Keiichi Chir- Keiichiro 
Toriyama, I love this guy, he created Silent Hill, and Shinji Mikami created Resident Evil. They both sat down and actually recorded themselves just having a very uh, frank conversation. It was kind of a promotional piece for Bokeh Studios, which is the game studios that's the game studio that's making uh, Slitterhead. I'm having a great time pronouncing all these, by the way. Um, and and that team has brought up a whole bunch of Silent Hill um, veterans and shit. Akira Yamaoka, Masahiro Ito's in there. So like, this is survival horror alumni just fucking talking. Yeah, and it's the a greatest is, hits is- collection of artists. Exactly, in that studio, but this is just Kaichiro and, and Shinji talking to each other, and they're just talking about, like, yeah, what, what it was like jumping into 3D when they were asked by their respective companies to make a horror title in 3D, how did they go about it, What? but the most important part, and not really most important, but the thing that I found immensely interesting is how they reacted to each other's IPs. So, like... Um, when Shinji Mikami was talking, he's like, well, I really liked Sweet Home and I really wanted to add a 3D element to it. I wanted it to be like this element of you could run away and that kind of pressure. I didn't want you to always feel like you could fight it, but you've, I wanted you to feel successful when you dodge it. Which, by the way, dude, proves that mine was my gameplay style is the intended gameplay style by Shinji Mikami. <laughs> I, I, he wants you to run, apparently. This is like the weirdest um, flex, but okay. I just watched the video. I don't know. It showed up there. But the the best thing, though, is when he was just kind of like, yeah, but it was more about uh, in a survival horror movie when someone falls and breaks their leg or something. And then the other person's like, no, I'll go get you. I would just leave them. He's, he, he said, I'm just going to leave them. And I wanted to make a game that lets you have that kind of decision to do one or the other. And I was like, that's awesome. He was inspired by like slasher movies and stuff like that. And then you talk to the to Keiichiro and he's like, yeah, when we were making Silent Hill, Konami just straight up was like, make Resident Evil. And I was like, I don't want to make Resident Evil exactly Resident Evil because then what's the point of making a copy? And he started coming up with his own ideas. And then he was like, well, what do we do with this smaller idea? And they were just like, I don't know, make it Resident Evil. It's like, thanks, Konami. <laughs> really appreciate Lovely. it. Um, and then just talking about like, yeah, well, I saw your games and they were really revolutionizing horror in the 3D space and I wanted to do something that kind of put a twist on that. And then Shinji Mikami's like, well, you know, Resident Evil shouldn't be compared to Silent Hill because Silent Hill is a lot more horror focused and Resident Evil doesn't really have that as a focus. It's more about the player urgency and stuff. So like, I don't know. I know I'm kind of going off on it, but this was like really intense, uh, crack for me. Because, like, I love hearing about this, the development of these these game studios. Um, and just, I'll throw this in here, too, but fucking uh, the guy who made Rule of Rose, and I feel so bad that I don't have his name here, but um, he has a YouTube channel, and he just does vlogs. And cool. I, I don't know why I would think this guy who is, like, who made a survival horror game that is impossible to get and is considered one of the holy grails of like obscure survival horror games. He just has a YouTube channel like anyone else and he's just talking about it. He's like, here's a three part series of me just talking about the development of Rule of Rose. Well, and I'm like, oh, well, come, what? Come on, George. I mean, there's, you know, like, hello, it is beautiful out here in sunny California. Uh, it is a balmy 78 degrees. That's the weather report by David Lynch. You know, and if you believe it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I love Lynch. It's 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 like that. Artists are on a different level. They don't see things that way. Yeah. And that's another thing. When Shinji was talking about Resident Evil 4, 
like, uh, Keiichiro, uh, Keiichiro was like, yeah, Resident Evil 4 was revolutionizing the 3D space again. So, like, that's amazing. And I didn't know how to really approach that. I didn't want to do over the shoulder, whatever. And then Mikami was like, yeah, Resident Evil 4 is the game I feel like has the least amount of me in it. Because there's two Mikamis. There's producer Mikami and artist Mikami. So I think that, like, that's a part of it. It depends on how much they're willing to give to the other side and whether or not they split it down the middle. It's an interesting way to, to think about your favorite artist and, like, do they want to make the thing you want to make or, or that you want to see? Because they asked them, they're like, Shinji, if you could make another survival horror game, what would you do? And he just straight up was like, I don't know if I want to. I, I When I make a horror game, it's because I had an idea for it. Something I thought about made me scared and I want to make a game about it. I don't want someone to say, hey, make something scary. Like, Think of something scary. It's not how that works. So that has me thinking about his, you know, gameplay making style in an entirely different light. And uh, just, you know, makes me think about how Resident Evil just keeps swapping out directors. And this is probably why. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and that's it. I did, That's my only news, really. I have no other news to really talk about. All right, Dr. Rude, All up right. to you. Um. So this is fucking weird. Disney has gone ahead and edited a few episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier to make it oh, the, less graphic. They edited a lot of things, not even just that. What do you mean? There's there's a movie called Splash. It's like a mermaid. Oh movie. yeah, but that's old. That's that's the, the, that since it uploaded onto the show onto the platform, it's been that way. What, well, I'm just saying. Wait, this is, what did, yeah, what did they get rid of Splash? You see, uh, you see Daryl Hannah's butt in Splash, and in the Disney Plus version, it's covered by like really bad CG hair. Yeah, they um, like they gave her extensions with CG. Yeah, basically. It's but really this is the first weird. time that they've edited a one of their originals and after its release. I like just don't literally, get it. it's super strange, and they've just edited to make it less violent. Which seems like a really weird move considering they just introduced um, newer parental controls and they've uploaded the Marvel Netflix series, which are super violent. <laughs> I just, why would you not just offer both censored and uncensored versions? You know what I mean? Like they've done that with movies, cut and uncut and whatever the fuck. So just have one or the other. It is strange. It's a, it's a weird move and it's a little worrisome. Uh, I don't want them touching the... You don't want them doing a Lucas. Yeah, yeah pretty much that too. But I just I, I don't want them starting to fuck with like the Marvel Netflix series and shit like that. You know, I, I want uh, them to re-release Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but like the kids version. But they cut out all the scenes where Bucky has any relation to anything like <laughs> the, like Hydra. And he, he just shows up on scene with no context whatsoever. <laughs> like, just cut it all out. The kids don't care. Fuck it. <laughs> But yeah, like the, the two biggest changes that people are talking about, there's a, a scene that shows like a dead scientist and they've removed all the blood from his like face and body and they've closed the corpse's eyes, which is That's weird. Right. He's sleeping. It's yeah. fine. And then the other one, there's a scene where Bucky is fighting a bunch of the fucking terrorists, whatever the fuck their names are. And he sure. grabs a pipe and throws it through one of their chests and pins them to a shipping container. Now it literally he throws the pipe and it like hits them but bounces off their chest and they're just pushed <laughs> back. It's really strange. Oh my god, they retconned another superhero in there. Uh, <laughs> well, they are super soldiers. Oh shit, I'm so sorry. What? I forgot something in my recent. 
Oh, oh, wow. oh, 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 you're pulling a Dr. Rude. <laughs> I, I, it's not a new recent, though. It's not a new recent. It's not a new right, recent. Go quickly. Just one sentence really quick. Uh -huh. When I was watching Morbius uh -huh. after I got out, I had yes. the one thought and I was like, this movie is like if somebody said, I'm going to make a movie about Batman, but not know anything about who Batman was. Just the name Batman. He's right. a man. He likes bats. So yeah. he's got bats and he's a vampire or something. And that's what it felt like. Sorry. That's it. <laughs> Wait, that All wasn't right. even all recent. No, he's just about just, his wanna, recent. Oh. Yeah, because you, I, I'm, yeah, sorry. Speaking of it. Batman, uh, we got some really fun casting for a project that I don't know how I feel about. Uh, Misha Collins of Supernatural fame, our favorite angelic boy, Castiel, has Chris been Redfield, cast as. Right? No, shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. What? No. Doesn't he play Chris Redfield in the Resident Evil movie? No. No. That's uh It was one of the supernatural guys. That's no, it's not supernatural. It's uh CW. You have Robbie Amell in Welcome to Raccoon City, and then in that oh, Resident yeah. Evil movie with Mila is Captain Cold. I forget his name. Yeah. Captain He's Cold, not, sorry. That's not supernatural. That's <laughs> the flash. <laughs> yeah, but that's CW. Like he was in the ballpark. He was on the network. I guess. Uh but anyway, he's playing Harvey Dent. In uh, the Arkham Asylum show, or is it the, Got, no uh, in Gotham Knights? Oh, I think that was the, the reformatted GCPD show. Not the game. Uh, no, not the game. There okay. is a there is an HBO movie being made called Gotham Knights that takes place after the murder of Bruce Wayne. Oh, I'm in. Hell yeah! So this I love is the a bat, this this is a Batmanless world. Yeah, but you know no Dick Batman. Grayson's going to be Bat, and I like Bruce like that. I mean, as I like Dick I like that. <laughs> I like how you fucked up your own reference. That's good. He had to make uh, sure he got it, though. The the As far as we're aware, I think it's actually going to be Batgirl is going to be our our main uh, Cal for this movie, but we don't really know. It's a relatively fresh project. Uh, good for yeah, him. I'm be on Misha's a great actor, and I'm, and I'm very happy for him. Uh, I do like that he's uh, th he he was quoted as saying this about the character. I've asked if my version of the character could be wearing a beige trench coat over the gray suit. I'm just not sure I'll be comfortable in front of the camera without one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it, like 12 years with that beige trench coat. I so. know. Um, we got a uh, a new uh, international poster for uh, Jurassic World Dominion, and it heavily features Blue and Beta. Two of our raptor babies. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, a certain someone would be really happy to see yeah. uh, Blue featured on the poster like that. Like it would, Michael would be happy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, it, again, I love the raptors. They were my favorite part of the new Jurassic World movies. So it's cool if they become like the main characters. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, moving on. Uh, really quick, you, though, I, I, yes. I would really love it if those Jurassic movies, like, they all start, like, divorcing themselves from the human characters, like you say, and then little by little, they just start turning into the Land Before Time movies. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. all of a sudden, like, they all start talking to each other, and they're like, wait, I've seen this before. <laughs> There's a new Mobile Suit Gundam anime coming this year. Oh, is it the Hello Kitty one? No, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There is one. <laughs> yes, I know. But no, it's called Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, it's the first Mobile Suit Gundam anime in like a decade. 
Oh, has it really been that long? Mobile Suit Gundam specifically? Yes. Huh. Not like Gundam Offshoot 2949 or whatever the fuck. Mobile Suit Gundam. This is the first entry in Mobile Suit Gundam in about a decade. Wow. Main series entry. All right. Yeah. Uh, The art looks weird, but I'm willing to give it a chance. It's definitely a departure from what we're used to Gundam looking like. At least in terms of like main series Gundam. Is that a bad thing, I guess? Because don't, I mean, people really like the Gundam designs, but if you want to mix it up, maybe something else. I mean, it still looks obviously Gundam, but there's a weird, I don't know. It's just, it's different. I've I've, I've posted the poster in our group chat here so you guys can look at it. But um, yeah, Yeah. I'm as a, as a mech fan, as a Gundam fan, I'm excited. I agree. It just doesn't look like Gundam. And I yeah, hope that's a good Iron thing. Yeah, it's Iron Giant vibes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, oh my god, why they give it such thick thighs? What the fuck? Oh. Gundam has had th- Gundam has been thick before. Oh, Bonds got, no, but like, Bones got a boner. No, I'm just really <laughs> confused because like it's all super stylized, everything from the waist up, and the legs are yeah. just so disproportionately bigger. <laughs> oh, they've always done that though. Gundam have the same proportions as like Sailor Moon, where they're like eighty right? percent, where they're like eighty percent leg. Uh, <laughs> I gotta look at that again. I don't remember, but okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm tentatively excited. I mean, I'm excited just at the par- at the prospect of there being a new Mobile Suit Gundam entry. So no matter what, I'm gonna watch it. But this is definitely. I hope I hope that the updates that they're making to it work out because it'd be cool to get more Mobile Suit Gundam mainline shit. Uh, this yeah, is also I- just kind of interesting, and I don't think it's gonna surprise anybody. But uh, all the metadata, uh, metadata on like Disney Plus's Marvel series has been compiled, and Loki is by far the most streamed show in their Marvel lineup. It makes sense; it's arguably the best one, in my opinion. And I it's wish it still tra- it still trails way behind the Mandalorian in terms of viewership. That also you makes sense. Uh, uh, you wish it ended? Yeah, we heard. I it. wish it ended at some point. What did? <laughs> The no, it's like the the ending itself was such a non-ending. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I gotcha. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's and also this isn't really news. But if any, this is just this is the last thing is things that probably only matter to Doctor Rude. Um, fucking Spider-Man comics are doing something really weird with like a fan favorite character. Uh, if you're if you've if you've been reading and you know what's going on with Chasm, the fuck Marvel. What the fuck? Why? I mean, some say Cosm. Some. No. No, they don't. <laughs> but, that's, uh, that's yeah. That's for the four Bloodborne stands there, in the audience. Yeah. There's a, uh, <laughs> there's a new Marvel, there's a new Spider-Man villain, and it's a, it's a, it's a returning character. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I have for news. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I'm over. No more news. Uh, no more. <laughs> no mas. No mas noticia. Well, you're going to get more upset. Because you'll remember all these shitty, bad superhero movies in our Freaky Five. Right after the break. Woohoo! Before I break my neck. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, everyone. Cody here from the Robots Don't Age podcast, and you're listening to Fan Freaks. Oh, man, I just feel so damselly in distress, I'll tell you what. I'm walking down this alley, and I just hope there isn't a supervillain that shows up. Oh, my gosh, supervillain dude. Hey, what's up? 
Oh my gosh, he's here. If only someone was here to protect me. Could someone protect me? I'm here to tell you that all your favorite movies that are featuring lo like fun stuff, they suck. Aha, it is I, Rude Man. Oh, superhero Rude Man. Rude Man, save me with your rudeness. Nay there, villain, for you suck. That's it. No! Wow. wow. One weakness. <laughs> wow, Rudman. That was the suckiest thing you've ever done. And still welcome to the Still a better superhero movie than Morbius. <laughs> They're going to say Twilight for whatever reason, which also has vampires, I guess. Um, That's true. But as terrible as that scenario was that we just created, uh, we're going to give you something even worse with our Freaky Five Worst Superhero Movies. This, I, I hope you guys realize what we just did, right? Like, this is a huge topic. Like, we could potentially get stuck on some of these. Eh, we'll see. I think we'll be all right. Oh, um, okay. also, happy April like Fools. To... Oh, yeah. April Fools is a thing. That's right. Uh, apparently, April Fools is a holiday, and we shall celebrate it as such. And so <laughs> we have decided I'm going to uh, enlist myself as the love interest for, for superhero, a super rude, uh, a love interest with no interest in love, of course, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Would anyone like to tell us what the Freaky Five is, by the way, before we go uh, we're in? We're doing, Jesus, a Freaky Five worst superhero movies? Yeah. Yes, but like, what is a Freaky Five? Oh, a Freaky yeah. Five is <laughs> just a generic top five list from us. D I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it generic <laughs> if you're trying to sell us. <laughs> like, but I'm oh, very. I'm very pissed that I said a Happy April Fools, and you didn't go with the. Uh, and these are the top five movies that made fools of us for believing the hype. You should have uh. segued into yourself. I feel like that would have been a safe. Bet. No, no. Again, you. again, you disappoint me. Love interest. <sighs> Yeah, no well, you know love. what? That's my job. Yeah, no, I'm I'm made to disappoint you until the third act where I'll maybe forgive you. It's fine. Yeah, not um, only that, and and all of a sudden, you know, always get kidnapped for some generic fucking reason. But yes, oh this gosh, is a- Oh my gosh, you betrayed me. This is a, <laughs> a top five, but in this case, it's bottom five. Worst superhero movie. So what we're going to do is number five is probably the most non-hated of our Unoffensive. top five. Yeah. yeah, number one is going to be our number one worst. So yep. that's how it works, starting at five. Um, Can I go first? Like, yeah, right, go first. Remember, it's the full list as well. So. Uh, I'm aware, just because uh, my list is not is going to be least surprising for most people. Uh, okay. <laughs> but we're going to start at number five, uh, and that's going to be Electra. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, the not Electra Nachos. Electra Nachos, that's right. It was the first time I remember, and yes, I'm well aware that this came after Joel Schumacher Batman movies and a bunch of shit. And it's still the first time I remember watching uh, a superhero movie and almost falling asleep Oh, in a movie theater. That, that's criminal to, like, be that bored. Yeah. Uh... Look, man, I, I, I like Jennifer Garner, but holy shit, they could not have made a less, like, interesting character in whatever the fuck decisions they made for Elektra in that movie. Well, did it not feel like it was just kind of a, a companion accessory piece to Daredevil, and it was like, 
it didn't have anything of its own to really do. When I think of scenes yeah. that are cool in Electra, I go, yeah, that scene. Wait, no, that was in Daredevil with Evanescence and all that. And there's uh -huh. nothing in You know what I mean? And you remember it was Daredevil that was actually cool. So here's the problem with Electra. The entire movie is an extended cut of one of the worst scenes ever put to superhero media, which is Electra and Matt Murdock fighting in that school, in that playground in the Daredevil movie. Oh, I get that confused with the one in Catwoman, but we'll get there. Which the basketball scene? Yeah, we can yeah, talk about yeah. that later. The How much you want to bet there was a producer on set that's like, this is going to be great. This yeah, has to be I the know. trailers. <laughs> there always is. This is great. <laughs> So it's a, it's basically an extended cut of that scene where like none of the charm lands, the fighting and the action is haphazard and like doesn't you're not sold on them being like on them being these badasses they're pretending to be. It the whole thing just is it it's it's flatter than seven week old coke. Like it's That's just five, right? Yeah, this is number five. Okay, what's number four? So number four is an interesting one because it's technically making fun of this genre. But number four is superhero movie. Oh, with the oh, dragonfly. Yeah. The dragonfly. Wasn't yeah. that Drake Bell? Yeah, it sure him? was, buddy. Oh, my it God. It sure yeah. was. The guy can't uh, get a break. <laughs> <laughs> the guy doesn't deserve a break. Drake Bell can go fuck himself. I don't know anything about Drake Bell's personal life. We're not, ta we're not talking about it. But uh, this movie is like the perfect, like, like, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's just the perfect, like, slice Petri dish, if you will, of what happened to that parody genre that started with, like, you know, that, well, came back, rather, with Scary Movie. Right, because well, yeah, it's, it was the the Wayne's brothers had the scary movie friend yeah. like that kind of franchise, and then they left, and then everything went to shit. They didn't leave; and then they, they were forced out. Yeah. Well, either way, that in, that does involve them leaving in a way. But yes, all right, they were. That's even worse. Go ahead. And then yeah, we started getting stuff like disaster movie and Meet the Spartans. Meet the Spartans. You're forgetting yeah, the shit. worst, worst one. Oh, which w one? Epic movie. Oh, oh God. Unbearable. I actually finished it and I was like, so, Jesus Christ. Here's the <laughs> thing about Epic Movie. It's one of the it's I I I already see what you I already see what you're gonna say, but fuck you. It is similar in how interesting it is in terms of like Jupiter ascending, where like it's interesting <laughs> to watch just to be like, how did anyone green light? Any second of this movie. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Where it's like, like did someone write this? Was there yeah, a coherent like, thought? Like, like, so, like, not just one person. Several people were involved with the creation and approval of this movie. How? But anyway, that's that's a different topic. We're on a different uh, movie eight here. Ball of Coke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's stay on superhero movie. It's just. For a movie that is solely dependent on being funny, it is so unfunny. Okay. Yeah. From its opening X-Men reference, the whole everything, every reference is so forced, falls so fucking flat. 
It's just it's it is the definition of comedy cringe. I agree. There's one joke that did make me laugh, though. I will admit. Which one? When they copy Superman Returns and the bullet hits him in the eye, oh, that's the, it, yeah. it's just slapstick. That's the only it, it, reason it why I thought it was yes. funny. That's sure. it. And he's just like, ah, and that's just annoying. That's it. <laughs> but God, the, oh, like, it, yeah, it's it's an unbearably difficult movie to watch. It, that's it. I, I don't I don't want to go into it anymore. All right. So number three, when you watch <laughs> this movie, you realize that Carmen Electric could do better. <laughs> And that's Carmen Man, Electra. She really rode that parody movie train, though. Yeah. Yeah. She was in, like, all of them for a while. Yeah. Someone was a big fan, obviously. <laughs> I guess so. It was Dave uh, Navarro. What's number three? <laughs> um, number three. And this is, I don't think, going to surprise. Oh, uh, this isn't going to surprise anybody. Uh, number three is Suicide Squad. 2016. Wow. Yes. Not thus. I didn't say the Suicide Squad, Adrian. They're obviously very different and easy to identify. <laughs> yes. The V is right uh, the there. V. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is Suicide Squad. Uh, and I, I've kind of changed my opinion on this because at first I tried to find things that I liked about it. And that's because there were some things I legitimately liked about it. Mostly Margot Robbie. Uh, <laughs> sure. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. And, so I, and to be honest, uh, yeah. And there were some characterizations that I didn't that that I thought were interesting. I kind of liked Diablo, and well, like, go ahead. I'll, we'll get there. We'll get no. He's the no. only fucking character with any goddamn backstory or anything. Yeah, so. a hundred. Well, any backstory that matters anyway, because <laughs> yeah. like, who gives a fuck about Will Smith's uh, Will Smith's Deadshot? Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. Well, we'll get to more details when I uh, approach it. Yes, <laughs> he really uh, slapped the shit out of that role. Yeah, yeah, sure did. He sure did. Um, but yeah, hate you. It's 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 just it's one of those movies where like I could see that there was a good idea somewhere along the line. There was a nugget and there. That, there, yeah, there was a nugget of a good idea, and David Ayer went, no, 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 but what if we fuck this all up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what, yeah. What, what, like, what, how about this? How about we make, like, our lead action character completely uh, uninteresting, and let's make Killer Croc a really weird black stereotype, and, mm, let's, yeah. Make, yeah, and let's make our main villain... Just super uninteresting and have a giant sky laser. Cool, cool. And, all right. And then and then all those characters got on a helicopter and they yeah. were all ready to go. And then David Ayer went, no, no, wait, I got one more. Wait, Katana. We're gonna yeah. put her in there yeah. too. And she just She's anyway. got my back. <laughs> she's yeah, she's got, got my her, back. her sword steals souls. <laughs> I would advise I feel... not getting killed by her. Yeah. Shut up. Like <laughs> Let's and let's I, also talk about the damage done to careers in this fucking movie. I don't okay. know. Margot got off pretty well because <laughs> that's fucking She's, Margot fucking Robbie. But look, dude, like, honestly, it made me seriously doubt Joel Kinnaman in everything because, like, you also had him coming off of a pretty lackluster RoboCop reboot. Yeah, which was PG-13, which was PG-13. And then he did this movie, and I my thought was, oh, Joel Kinnaman can't do anything. He's just garbage. Thank God for the first season of Altered Carbon. Mm. That's uh, Captain Flag, yeah? 
Yeah, Rick, Rick Flag. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. arguably did I think did have his like Suicide Squad redemption in the Suicide Squad for yeah. sure because David David Ayer shot that out and then Correct. James Gunn was like hey I can do something yeah like that. exactly <laughs> uh, it's again it's it's just it's a mess of a fucking movie trust it me really we'll be is. revisiting this multiple times Good. I feel in this episode <laughs> and I think number two might surprise a lot of people and how high I have it on this list but it is the only MCU entry I have on this list. Okay. And it's Iron Man 2. Uh, people say they Iron really like Man that 2 one. That's over weird. Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. That's what's astounding to me is that I, the placement. It's, I, it's because of the precedent. It's because like it's such a letdown compared to the first Iron like it. Like, I went into Suicide Squad with low expectations, and it somehow still disappointed me. But I went into <laughs> I Iron Man nothing, 2. and I'm still let down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went into Iron Man 2 with huge expectations, and holy shit did it let me down. Hmm. Like, I think that's why it's higher on my list, is just because, like, the memory of sitting in the theater watching this thing and just going... Wow, this sucks. You know how bad a movie has to be that fucking, oh my God. Uh, Make it work, Sam Rockwell. No, 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 Sam Rockwell. That Sam Rockwell's charm can't save it. Yeah, that's it, that's a, that's a, oh, that is. Because that saves a lot of bad movies. It really does. But dude, everything from like, well, I'll talk about my least favorite part of the movie in a moment, but. Sam Rockwell's uh, hammer was, for the most part, uninteresting. Like, he didn't really do or accomplish anything in the movie. T uh, Tony Stark became this kind of, like, joke of the comic book version of his character. And they tried to tell, like... They Demon tried in to a bottle. Tell, yeah, they tried to do Demon in a Bottle, but they made a joke out of it, and it really pissed me off. And then there's fucking whiplash. Yeah, I, poor I've Mickey, never, bro. I mean, I don't really give a fuck about Mickey work. Like, he's one of those people that, like, anytime an actor is in, like, a bad movie and then starts shit-talking the production of the movie, like, that completely puts me off. And he did that so fucking much. It turned him into this whiny little bitch for me. So, like, whatever. Uh, but the character is so poorly written, so uninteresting. Ugh, I, I and don't get me started on that fucking accent. I want my board. Yeah, it's just it's 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 troubling. Watching that movie when I when I tried to do my like play my when I tried to do like the. The MCU marathon was a low light for me, for sure. And that's this. I will say uh, the only my favorite thing about that movie is that it uh, it has one of my favorite Iron Man suit transformations. Oh, with the suitcase, the suitcase one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only positive thing I have to say about that movie. Before you go to your number one, do you have any dishonorable mentions? I of course I do. <laughs> uh, Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. Um, 
the fucking uh both shoot well no specifically uh batman and robin um oh look that's why it's honorable mentions yeah it's fair it's fair like there's don't get me wrong there's nostalgia parts of me that enjoys it but it's it's bad and arguably it almost killed the superhero genre like (laughs) i i can definitely see that i mean you'll notice on my list those kind of zany ones aren't here just because i feel like there is that redeeming quality yeah yeah, exactly Uh, i have a question adrian yeah and I, i wanted to bring this up actually before we started the episode what qualifies something as a superhero movie? Does it have to have been a comic book first? I would assume uh, so. I don't. Okay. I didn't think so. It just has to be a superhero, where like they're supposed to save people and they have powers and great powers, responsibility. So l- let me ask you a question: Is the Terminator a superhero? No, in fact, he's a villain in the first movie. In the first one, but every se- every movie after that. He doesn't really save people. I wouldn't consider kind of, it a superhero He's not like a movie. civilian saver. He only saves people related to the timeline. That's its like, own thing. That's a whole other Freaky Five worse sci-fi movies. But I would love just to the T-100 think, to start saving people in the city. That'd be awesome. I think there's an overlap there, man. I don't know. But anyway, Someone has to have done uh, Robocop versus Terminator, right? Is Robocop a superhero? Yes. Okay. Is that Wait, not, what about you, Adrian? Right? I don't Adrian. I don't know oh, because again, wouldn't that be classified as science fiction? Because later on he does get his own comic. But I mean, that's what science fiction. Fiction. Yeah, but superhero and science fiction are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like they overlap. The Hulk. <laughs> but my argument is fucking Guardians we, of the Galaxy. Right. But yeah. my argument is if you mesh them in this episode, we might lose out on a sci-fi worst of. That's my only concern. <laughs> that, see. No, but, but that we can include a lot of things that aren't about saving people. It's just sci-fi. <laughs> Sci-fi is a way bigger pool and you could use it, whatever. Yeah. You know what? If if you mention something Why now, are you you're asking not allowed me to mention for my again. permission when you're a one of the hosts of the show. One. There's three hosts. <laughs> I'm three uh, of the hosts right now. No, I'm you're actually not. three people so, in one. The Thor Dark World also really should have been in my top five somewhere, but I'm oh, gonna be yeah, honest with you. I don't remember that movie. So I had try couldn't either. put it up. I couldn't talk about it because I don't remember it. hmm That's why I didn't put it in my top five. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So uh my number one. And this is going to surprise absolutely nobody. I think I know what it is. Of course you do. It's Batman versus Superman. What? Oh, yeah. I wait. Did you at any time say Amazing Spider-Man 2? No. No. Wow. Okay. No, no Spider-Man movie will ever be on my worst mo- uh, comic book movie list. All right. I thought that not one was even pretty three. negatively received. No, not even three. No, three has some redeeming features. That hair and that dance. I think the Amazing Spider-Man Two has a lot of redeeming features. Okay, but yeah, the movie it's the the movie is supported on the on the on the chemistry between Andrew and Emma. We'll have a case of on that. Oh, okay. And uh, well, I'm not doing a case of. I'm not sitting here and ar- whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Batman versus Superman is the first and only time I have watched a movie and actively felt disrespected as an audience member. 
It's the first time I remember. Like, I literally almost cried. I was sitting next to my dad. We were watching this movie. I was there. And I, I know you were. <laughs> and I almost cried at what they had done to Superman and what and, they had done to this story. And Batman. <laughs> See, that, I, I'm a lot more tolerant of, like, doing, like, fucking up Batman. Only because, like... I talked about this before. I feel like Batman is a much more nebulous character and there's a little more wiggle room for Batman. Superman is like, we know what the, who the fuck Superman is. You get me? Right. And this movie took everything and just shat all over it. Gave me possibly the worst supervillain I've ever gotten in a superhero movie with our with Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Hmm. The right, uh, the yeah, the writing in this movie is confusing at best, and again, an outright spit in the face to like fans of these characters at worst. It, uh, and I'm sorry if, in order to make a conflict work, you literally have to make one of your characters fucking stupid. The definition of plot-induced stupidity, then it mm-hmm. didn't work. Hmm. And they did that to both Batman and Superman. The world's greatest detective couldn't figure out this fucking bullshit supervillain plot. Uh, the Kryptonian know. with alien intelligence couldn't figure out, hey, maybe I... Don't let him hit me in the face with a kryptonite canister again. Like, <laughs> I, I, shit, like, forget even intelligence. Just Superman, the 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 kind of kind spirit that he is. Why would he approach Batman in such a way? In any of yeah. the ways he does, it doesn't even yeah. match his personality at all. At all. And I, I said this before. This movie is so bad. It made another movie worse. In that. I've I, I've said this about Man of Steel when it like first came out. I think Man of Steel is a good Superman movie if it leads into him being the Superman that we know. Like if this is the foundation to build up the hopeful Superman that we know and love, mm-hmm. then I'm here for it. And instead, they gave us this darker, drearier arrogant almost superman that made me like i said uh, vehemently and aggressively upset mm-hmm. i was shaking in that in that seat watching that movie i i agree with you and honestly i'm trying to not blow my load on it either because i'm i'm i have a lot of things to say about that movie as well as someone who's not even like someone who's like oh they weren't true to the characters right. but i agree the way that they were written it, it just doesn't make sense someone wanted their fan fiction to play out very hard and yeah. it's like they just bend everything to do it yeah and never mind the again i i i i could honestly probably have a whole episode where i shit talk this movie i'm going to end it just with exactly what I said in the beginning. It's the first time that I was watching something on screen and felt personally offended by it. 
Okay. I'll end it with that. So. Absolutely fair. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Number five on my list was Elektra. Then we went with Superhero Movie. Then I went with... Wait, did I? I'm, I'm fucking up my order Did you not write this down? <laughs> no, I didn't because I had it in my head and I should have and I apologize. You monster uh, frisbee. I know. Uh, it was Elektra, superhero movie. Um, Suicide Squad, Iron Suicide Man 2. Suicide Squad, B- Iron Man 2, there and BBS. Go. Yeah. He knows uh, it was better than you do. And now <laughs> I'm mad. I'm I'm sad and I'm upset. Who's next? Uh, do you mind I if I him? Oh. I'll go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, number five, Avengers Endgame. So, <laughs> wow, that's a big. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, number okay. one, I'm kidding. I'm hot kidding. and fresh. <laughs> Jesus, April Fools. Uh, oh, no, number five is going to be BVS. Um, okay. This is a a, and I want to use this term loosely, film that. <laughs> Uh, really, really failed in every character. No, in every conceivable way, too. Correct. Go ahead. Yes, but I mean specifically from just a yeah. writing perspective and with the dullest exposition. Like I couldn't even cut warm butter with this exposition. This is how dull it is. It just failed demonstrably in every way and this was something that i legitimately was excited for yeah i was too i we how do you fuck it up how could it's such an easy idea how do you fuck it up they found a way though (laughs) they found a way they found a way uh there is joy that i have a personal glee in making fun of it (laughs) so that's why it's so low because i do enjoy ridiculing it I do enjoy um, arguing about it. I think it's it's very good for debate talk. I think it's one of those that is kind of a barometer on who you're talking to as a nerd. Like, if they like it, you know to stay away from them. Hi, Jesus. No. Hi, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and so I have a question for you because you've seen it and I haven't. There's a director's cut of this movie. Yeah, I, I own oh, it. Oh, yeah. Does it make any difference? No, not at all. Uh, There's more talking. Oh, and more violence, I guess. They cut uh, it. No, they added about 30 minutes of it, and it does make the story uh, flow better, but the characters aren't at all what they were or what they're supposed to be. It betrays Mm -hmm. the very concept of the characters, which is so astounding to me. That you watch, like, say if you were to marathon, don't do it, please. If you were to marathon Man of Steel into BVS Director's Cut, into Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, the four-hour cut, it really, it doesn't make any cohesive sense. Why would Superman go up, down, up, down in, <laughs> in this way? It's really, anyway, I've talked too much about number five. Yeah. Number just four. just putting in the Konami code. That's it. Go number ahead. four is Hellboy Reboot. Now, I saw this in theaters mm. because our uh, uh, friend of the show, and I use friend loosely, uh, Julio, 
demanded <laughs> like hey let's go watch this let's go see this and i'm like sure man i mean i haven't seen a trailer i didn't even know it was out yet all i saw was a poster and i was like okay and i mean it's hellboy what's not to like it's hellboy how do you fuck up hellboy and from this point on i think my list is just gonna be soulless these films are all soulless they don't have any charm any merit nothing to stand on its own oh. leg it's With like the, an inverse of Dr. Rude's list where the boring ones were on top and the more offensive ones got to number one. So yours are like, hmm. yeah, uh, because that, that's one of the questions I, I had wrought. What yeah. is worse or he had a film, a, a, a piece of art that makes you feel nothing or a piece of art that makes you feel angry because it's offensive. It's not good because it instigates feeling. So that's what art does. You can make that argument, but if mm -hmm. this fucking thing and this thing did, which is Hellboy reboot, had zero charm, it it had god awful CGI, a breakneck plot for the second and third act, like there was no pacing, none, and it just demonstrably showed how not to do a movie, which is one of the things I really don't want anyone to watch this movie. I know you probably, after listening to me, have a morbid curiosity, but it, your time is finite on this earth. I'd rather you go out to a park and just look at the trees and you'll have a way better time than this fucking movie. Uh, number three, this is really difficult because try as I might, I actually like almost every Marvel movie that I could think of except this one. 2003 Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh my oh. god! The you cannot you cannot doubt that the editing choices are pioneering. At no, best. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, that is why it's not number two. Uh, I really like the panel shots. Yeah, so did I. My Some problem of them work, is but when it freeze frames my into a problem is having to sit through a twenty minute fight with Hulk killing three dogs that are irradiated. Yeah, man. My I other problem is. That. Hulk, while Gentle Giant is not at all attached to him, this is not at all a Hulk I wanted to see on screen. This made me enjoy where James said it best, a movie that makes you hate something by association, like BVS mm. does for Man of Steel. This made me love so much more Eddie Norton's Hulk. Because I was like, yeah, huh. that's Hulk. That makes sense to me. Hulk 2003 with a very uh, gone Nick Nolte. I don't know. I think he was on Valium at the whole time. Uh, very soft-spoken until his juice ran out and he's like screaming for another fix. And Eric Bana, I just wish, I guess, had a better script because I have a problem with this script. It's a good oh, yeah. cast. It's a good director. But again... I felt nothing. I felt nothing. And a 20-minute scene of Hulk killing three dogs. Yeah. Considering this is a character that is a friend to animals. We've seen him interact with animals in the forest. And you do this shit? There's an alternate version of the, of the Hulk where he literally be like lives on a forest planet until intelligent life evolves. And he's considered the protector of the forest. Like he's a friend of animals. And yeah. You're right. 
I'm I, like, this is th- that scene alone. I cannot, I, I don't ever want to watch the movie again. I, if I could, I would cut that entire scene out. I would also and just didn't watch this the movie. movie. Didn't this movie start the angry cloud supervillain trend? Oh my God. And then it gave us Galactus. Uh-huh. Which again, I I will like to preface this. This is the and only fucking parallax. Well, not preface, but this is the only Marvel movie on my worst list. Because I oh. think most of them are pretty good and I had fun with them. I felt fun. Granted, they're not good movies, but they're not the worst. You know what's the one thing I did like in that version of the Hulk over like Eddie Norton's Hulk? What? I liked the way that Hulk looked more. He looked less like a Calvin Klein model. I I could see where you're coming from. Also, the scene with the tanks is really cool. Yes. Yeah, that scene yeah. is dope. But oh, the way he moved was one. great. Like the yeah. long leaps and shit like that. Fantastic. And this is yeah, one of right. those Avatar does something like because Hulk revolutionized CGI because of this. Oh, like, yeah. They 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 improved upon CGI. But again, this is my list. So this is. Yeah. Sorry. I get it, man. Number I mean, two was just wait really quick on Hulk really quick. Uh, I, my favorite part about that movie is just the incorporation of the color green. It is so like it's ham fisted is the word I'd use. It's not like subtle at all. Everything's oh, yeah. green. Everything in the yes. room. There's always something in the room that's green. And it's just fun to yeah. po- point it out like, oh, there's the green. Sorry. go ahead. <laughs> Play a drinking game. It's called alcohol poisoning. Drink yeah, every die. time you see something green. <laughs> you'll, fu- you'll go green. But go ahead. Number two is one of the biggest crimes to cinema. Ooh, Jesus. And we already talked about BVS. Yes, <laughs> close. But that's from a writing perspective. This uh-huh. is a biggest crime from an editing perspective. And that Ooh. is, my friend, Suicide Squad 2016. Oh, okay. While James talked about the characters, we need to talk about the flow of the actual film being yeah. God fucking awful. Dog shit. This is and and George who's edited and he continues to edit and fucking hates uh how tough it is. We all hate it. Every one of us has mm-hmm. edited and we've all hated something that has come out but we've worked on it. This motherfucker did not spend all night on it. This motherfucker took an hour and was like, "I'm done." <laughs> That makes sense. It makes sense. It does fucking not. All right. Well, and then you, you ask him, you go, hey, so you, you put all the scenes together in order and everything flows, right? Oh, no, I just made sure to put my iPod playlist. That's cool, though, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah, because that's something we should talk about, too, is that fucking soundtrack. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Let's, we'll leave let's that for be you. as guardians of the galaxy as possible. And that, my friend, is one of the worst things I've ever, like, had to deal with. I sat in the theater watching this and I just go this. I feel I I wasn't even like hype because BVS had already ruined that for me. Both movies came out in the same year. It's a wonder yep. DC didn't go bankrupt. I know. Uh, I'm, honestly, well, did <laughs> suicide squad actually sell relatively well? They both did. Both were yeah, close oh, right. to a billion dollars. And I yeah. know there's people out there that defend both these movies. And, you know, you're entitled to. But the very <laughs> simple fact that this movie shows you how not to edit and how important 
that best editing award is in in mm-hmm. terms of the Oscars. This this my friend loathe. I fucking loathe. I refuse to ever watch it. And really um, just since- sh- it really just shows how good the Suicide Squad is. Right. And since you brought up editing, um, one of my favorite things about the editing of that movie, uh, it's a thing with Captain Boomerang, where in the movie, what he'll do is like when the when they introduce characters, they'll have like a title card come up and they'll go they're like likes and dislikes. And one of the things for his is like uh, unicorns or something like that. And when the movie, they show that like he sticks one of the unicorns into his jacket pocket, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he likes it. Like, he gets punched and it gets knocked down. He puts it straight back into his pocket. And then later on, there's a scene where, like, because they've established that the unicorn is in his fucking thing, um, he gets stabbed. And I'm not going to say how or whatever, but he gets stabbed. And then you're like, oh, but I remember he has that unicorn there. So then that's going right. to stop it. He pulls out the knife and takes out a wad of money. And you're like... Wait, but you did a setup where it was supposed to be the unicorn, and I guess at some point you switched it out to money, or maybe you filmed the unicorn scene last. Like, it's just no continuity. It, it is, no one cared about that. It was just, does it look cool? We're not thinking about that. How can I fit more of my playlist in? That, that is the focus. I but have yes, go ahead. two dishonorable mentions, eerily similar to Rude, because they're the exact same, which is Batman and Robin, <laughs> and uh-huh. Thor 2. Thor 2, I felt nothing. There was no joy. I felt no excitement. Uh, The jokes didn't land for me. It is easily on the bottom rung of the MCU. But it is, by its very virtue, a functional film. You could literally sit here and describe anything. Tell me it was in Thor 2 and I would believe you. Because I truly have no recollection of them. The only My, thing I remember from Thor 2 is just the the blood elves or whatever, and that's it. Just so because I was, I was like, gonna hey, say World of Warcraft. The only <laughs> thing I remember is myself having a singular thought, which is Eccleston deserved better. He did. Who's who's Eccleston? Uh, the uh, guy who played the main elf, Malekith, yeah. Oh, okay. Which, that which, was his, you remembered his was, name. You know, you <laughs> know what, what, he was the ninth doctor. What what astounds <laughs> oh, okay. me is that the same director that did this will later go on direct Terminator Genesis. Um, Dr. Rude, yes. speaking of Doctor Who, yes. one of those shows up in Morbius. I know. Yeah. 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 I'm aware. We'll, we'll get to there. Um, anyway, so that, my, those my, were honorable my, mentions. Can you go through your whole list real quick? Well, my other dishonorable is Batman and Robin. Oh, sorry. It's a guilty pleasure if there ever was one, and I do get really like a particular glee out of the Arnie one-liners. The writing is atrocious, but it's so camp. How could you not have fun? This, sure. it feels like, like, again, this is one of those where Warner stepped in similar to BVS, similar to mm-hmm. squad. But in this case, it was, we got to sell toys. Whereas BVS right. and squad was, we got to be Marvel. No, we got to look cool. That's the only focus. Like, there was no purpose other than, hey, aren't they cool? Look how cool they are. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, but my number one, because, I, I, yeah, I believe Dishonorable Mentions goes before number one. No, you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I I pulled it too early. No, no, it's all right. I'm talking too long. You're pulling the Oscar music on me. No, I'm not. <laughs> number one is a film that nobody remembers. 
but I was forced to sit through it from an old ex friend who curiously, this isn't the reason why we're no longer friends. Uh, it is from the early tens. I want to say it's an Oh nine film. Oh eight. Uh-huh. And it features Josh Brolin. And it is my friend Jonah Hex. Oh, wow. This is your number one? Again, I'm going to explain wow. why. I'm going to explain okay, why ahead. this is my number one. 2010, exactly, but by the, the way. Thank you. The soundtrack was composed by Mastodon. How, that's not fair. The lead singer's <laughs> there in the is, movie, too. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing, in my opinion, Worth of note in that film. I disagree. Megan Fox in period clothing. Uh, (laughs) The soundtrack of Mastodon. Fine, whatever. (laughs) I don't think she's that hot. Fine. And again, I I reiterate, my my list is geared towards my personal belief that feeling nothing is worse. I felt nothing. There was no joy, no happiness. There's, there's, this is vapid. This is hollow. I wish, I wish that during production, somebody said, should we explain why this character does this? No. Should we even offer a memorable action scene in our action superhero movie? No. No. Should we have anything memorable, any even a good line of dialogue, a quote? Because the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, while bad, it has a great line. Who sent you, Batman? You know, there's 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 bad there's good in everything that's bad. There's good in it. I I do believe that because people have spent years making these pieces of art. Whether they're good or bad is up to definition. It's subjective. But the fact of the matter is that there is nothing redeemable here. There is nothing of even note. Those people's lives have been wasted on this fucking movie. They what have wasted a waste of John Malkovich. He was in that? Uh-huh. Wow. I don't... I didn't even remember that. What a... Fuck. Fuck. What a fuck. And he was so good in red. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember red. That was And okay. again, that's <laughs> that's another Warner production. Red was another Warner. Who the fuck, bro? Whoever whoever wrote the script needs to be shot. And I refuse to believe anybody coherent, anybody sober, okayed this this film and greenlight it. I think I think somebody just, you know, went to town on it. Number five is BVS. Number four is the Hellboy reboot. Number three is Ang Lee's Hulk. Number two is Suicide Squad 2016. Number one is Jonah Hill. Uh, no, Jonah, Jonah X. X. <laughs> Jonah Hill? Oh, no, but you're Blood Brothers. Dude, the, cool. writing, the writing on Jonah Hill is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Do you think, to be fair, like... He's really he's a good actor, first off. But like the lines that he gets, do you think he improvs a lot of it, or like yeah. it's all straight? No, he for sure. A lot, you think? Yeah, hundred percent. Because he, yeah, because it's pretty consistent, like himself yeah. the, among all the characters. I don't know. I just thought about it. You brought up Jonah Hill, not me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I posted a picture of John Malkovich's oh. character in now Jonah I remember, Hex. Yeah. Ca- yeah. 
What anyway, he wow. is, he how could you not? Such a great mustache in that. I know. All His right, uh, Bone King. Memorable. Best what for do you last. Got? All right, so get get your fucking bowls ready and your your water and milk present because I've got some hot takes for you guys. Um, well, actually, to be honest, it may not be so hot anymore because I rethought my number five. Number five was originally Doctor Strange, but we're got bumped Whoa. off the list. I, I know. I know. We'll get uh-huh. to there at some point, I guess. Well, it was bumped off the list because of what I saw last night. Number five is going to Mobius. Um, <laughs> Mo- Mobius. <laughs> whatever. Mobius, Morbius, whatever the fuck his name was. I, I honestly could not have cared less about this character. They've given me nothing to latch on to. I don't know who he is. I'm sorry. I'm not a comic book guy. I don't know the backstory like you guys do. And that's totally fine. But as a movie, as its own yeah. medium, it should be able to be its own standalone thing. And yes. how it was portrayed, I had no uniqueness to this. And it was like if someone just tumbled in, yeah, that's a Batman. Sure, why not? So number five is going to Morbius. Uh, very plain movie. Moving right on from that. And I didn't want to like say too much because people still need to see it. Number four. Um, this one I'm surprised didn't show up on anyone's list. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Um, this movie was fucking bad. I'm sorry. I, I was I, I, I have a feeling Dr. Root isn't going to agree with any of my stuff on my list. No, but what, what I, was, I don't think that movie. I don't think that movie was good. It okay. just didn't insult me. And like, Here's the thing, though, with my list, though, as well. A lot of the campy ones like, you know, Catwoman and fucking Batman, Batman and Robin. I they're bad movies. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I don't, I find entertainment in them. That's the thing, though. You know what I mean? There's something in there that I could watch it and laugh at it. It's a bad movie, but there's a reason to rewatch it. Oh, so wait, Catwoman is not on your list? It is not on my list, no. Oh, shit, then it should have been on mine. (laughs) Yeah, Catwoman actually circled back around to being somewhat enjoyable. Honestly, like, Catwoman and Elektra are the same movie for me, so. (laughs) They were were released around, like, the same time as well. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Carry on. No, that's fine. So Dark Phoenix is all about the plot MacGuffin that is the Phoenix in Jean Grey. Um, Yeah. It's just an end-all. You know how, like... Lovecraft, it's like, oh, you can't even imagine how terrifying it is. Oh, you can't even imagine how strong Phoenix is. And Uh she's just so strong, and there's these people that want it, and it just becomes this whole thing of, no, I don't want to give it. Gene, you've got to talk to us. No, I'm not listening to you. It's just this. You know what's what's worse? Is that you are describing two X-Men movies. Yeah, this is like the third time we've done this story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are perfectly describing both Phoenix movies, and that's awful. But it, but it didn't even do anything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it tried to have some shock moments that just made me laugh. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the movies coming down, they wanted me to feel a certain way, and it just clashed super hard with what I actually was feeling. There's a scene. Oh, there's a scene. There's a scene where, where Charles has to walk upstairs. Yeah, And it was supposed to be like, oh my God, that's horrible. That's horrifying. I could not stop laughing. It, it, <laughs> James McAvoy did not sell it as something painful. And it just yeah. came off as just kind of humorous to me. And the movie was he, full of those kind of things. He's recently said he has no interest in uh, in in returning to the Professor X role. 
because they didn't really have anything for him to do with that. He's just, hey, I'm Professor X with no variation or any development. Just repeat it over and over again. I'm not going to get too much into Dark Phoenix, but one of the worst things you could do for a movie with me is make it feel like there was no point to the movie to happen at all. And the ending of this movie does that. And you're just like, fuck this. Also, you you should call this team the ex-women because they end up saving everyone's ass more often than not. And it's like, you just got saved by a guy. Like, no, I I agree with you that, like, women are a very prominent thing in X-Men, but you you just got saved by a dude. Like, last scene. So this doesn't, that's an editing thing, and it doesn't work very well. Moving on from that fucking... So many of these movies are like, look how cool they are. It's so cool. And I'm sick of that goddamn mindset. Final Fantasy has now just become that. Um, Before we get into that, number three. So this was... No, we're not getting into that. That's very off topic. We're not talking about Final Fantasy, George. But but it's that, (laughs) no, but it's the idea that like substance doesn't matter. It's all style. And you can have style over substance, but there needs to be some substance. It can't just be like nonsensical style the whole way through. And in some cases, you need subsistence. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't even know if that's true. Because like, for example, I think Crank is a super fun movie. That's and that movie, movie yeah. has no substance. It is all style. It has, but, but it has the, little substance. It has a, it has the substance it needs. It doesn't need a lot, but it needs right. something. Whereas this, like, uh, for example, M- Mobius tries to be nothing but substance, and it's like, uh-huh. oh my god, I can't stand it. And there's no real style or personality. X Men was like, hey, remember this nostalgic shit? It's so nostalgic. I, it doesn't right. work on me because I didn't fucking grow up with it. So it gets annoying. Um, but we're going to move on to number three. Um, number three was originally Batman versus Superman. Now, the thing is, is you both talked about it so much. I feel inclined okay. to pick something else. But I, I will agree that it's like it's that movie thing, that trope that that I talked about earlier, where like you just need to talk. You just need to have a single conversation and there's no reason why you can't. And they just do it. And Jesse Eisenberg on the set, I guess, read the script and thought he was playing Joker and no one actually told him he was Lex Luthor. And he was like, oh, shit, that's my character. Oops. And supposedly like his his uh, what was it? His inspiration or the, the character he was trying to do was Mark Zuckerberg. But Mark doesn't yeah, I got act that. like that. But it didn't work. Like, I understand he was supposed to be like a quirky app designer, but he was so frenetic and and pompous and Joker-esque. It just didn't really make sense to me. And you guys already talked about Batman and Superman themselves, so I'm not going to get into that. But even side characters like Lois Lane. Cool. Lois Lane found out that Superman wasn't involved with the bullet. You know, anyone with fucking eyes could notice that Superman doesn't use guns. Good job, Lois. We're going to take that information and do nothing with it. Nice. See, that's the thing in the in the director's cut. They really emphasized that the bodies were burned by a flamethrower by KG Beast. But then it makes sense. Oh, Superman heat vision them. Because wh- in Super- the original script, in the original cut, why the fuck would everybody think Superman had a gun? Does Superman's yeah. heat vision have napalm? What do you mean? Like a flamethrower uses napalm, no? Yeah, but yes. but in Africa well, nobody no, nobody has no. fucking CSI gear in this African tribe thing. 
I, I look, it wasn't. I don't even think it was an African tribe. I thought it was just. I don't even remember where it was. All I know it was, was in Jimmy Africa. Olsen it was gets, an African warlord thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Olsen gets fucking offed in the head within the first five minutes, and uh-huh. Superman comes in to save Lois, but doesn't save Jimmy Olsen for whatever reason. Because in this it, universe, Jimmy Olsen doesn't uh, interact with have Superman a point? at all. Yeah. Have any meaning? Then why have him? Why have him? Fuck if I know. It, it, it was just full of decisions that make no sense, especially if you're someone like me who isn't a comic book guy. I don't know who the fuck Jimmy Olsen is. I only remember him from the old Christopher Reeves thing, and even then he wasn't like a major character. I don't know. It, it just was very strange. Um, but since we talked about Batman versus Superman, I'd like to bring up Justice League in this slot instead. Um, Whedon League. Justice League... Or the yeah, four and we're hour talking cut. about Whedon League. Yes, we're not talking about the four-hour cut. Four-hour cut was better. Yes. Who would have thunk that if you completely retool the movie with no time limit and completely free uh, re-editings, yeah, you could fix a movie. Who would have thought? But well, see, really quick, just because of what you just uh-huh. said, that's just it, though, because the movie that it's retooling is already a retool of a movie. I, just so because Whedon's Justice, yeah, it's really fucking weird. <laughs> I, and the I, reason I, I didn't bring it up is because for me, it's overwritten. The Whedon movie, like the Whedon movie, doesn't need to exist anymore. I, I agree, and this is why I bring it up here because the Go Whedon ahead. movie has no real like stance in anything. It wants to build up this team, but it doesn't have the momentum leading into it. You have two characters who haven't even been introduced in any movies yet, and it's like, yeah. how are we supposed to integrate them in? You can't even integrate Cyborg in there super well. Like, he's just there, feels bad about himself, and then just shows up to help at the end. There is yeah. there is no real connective tissue that, of course, the later on, the, the four-hour cut actually adds it. But, like, why have such an emphasis on having Cyborg there if you're not going to have Green Lantern or whatever? It doesn't seem like Cyborg is really necessary. You didn't think Green Lantern was necessary. There could have been other changes. Maybe these characters come in later or something. I don't know. But what I do know is you're trying to juggle characters that you have no setup for whatsoever, and these characters don't even talk like humans. They're all, this is, I don't know if this is Zack Snyder writing or, or something, because it's in BVS as well, where it's just the, the weighty dialogue with right. no fucking purpose behind it. It's just so that you think about, oh man, isn't it really introspective that a god could fight a man? And if a man was evil, they could become good. But if a god is evil and if man becomes good, they could defeat a god and a king. Be- just shut the fuck up. Just have a personality, do something, stop fucking around talking about how cool you are, how fucking up your own ass everything you think about this character is. You are Superman. You are a superhero. Be a little bit more goddamn cheery. I, 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 I can't, it, the whole thing I love about Justice League, like the cartoon, I, I, by the way, I'm not a comic book guy. I underline love. The personality dynamic between Batman and Superman in the the animated series. It's true. Like, I underline love the dynamic between Batman and Superman in the animated show. Because they play off of each other so well. Right. Like, one, he's he's more of a an up... He's not cheery fucking wide-awake kawaii nightmare. But he's fucking, like, actually a pretty humorous guy. Superman, I mean. Like, he has a fucking personality a nice guy and it seems like they just drained the personality out of every character so that everyone is batman everyone is broody everyone is talking about how horrible their life is and that was batman shtick and even then he had quirks or i disagree here Ooh, interesting okay because 
this was very cheery Superman in this. He's cracking in jokes. In just yeah, I don't he was that in BVS, but in Justice League, he's cracking jokes. He's he's smiling. Wasn't he mainly almost like completely not even in the movie until like the midway point yeah. because they have to revive him or yes. whatever? Yeah, but he wasn't dreary or moody. He, yes, he was. He was completely out of it. He had to snap out of it, Clark. And then he had to fight everyone and he fucking. Then he goes to the camp, uh, to his farm, farm, has sex with Lois Lane that we assume. And then he goes and he's like, I'm good now. And he's cracking jokes in the third act. And he's like, oh, in this the guy. In the third act. <laughs> yes, because he's only in the film for the third I act. Know. In a Justice League movie, we only have Superman for the third act. And even then, the first time he shows up, he's right, like, but look. Not even Batman's Batman in this because he's cracking jokes, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. everyone's but cracking the, jokes. This is but not the, the the jokes that they're cracking. That doesn't mean that they're they're not broody all the time. They just have one off lines that look. They have <laughs> Batman has Batman has one note in this entire movie, and it's I gotta f fulfill a team. I need warriors, and that's the whole fucking time. And every now and then he'll make a uh, you, you talk to fish, uh, and that's it. That's that's the joke. You yeah, know what but I mean? Like, compare like, your he cast, just mentioned though, something. Because you've also got Aquaman, who was not broody in the movie. Flash wasn't who broody is, okay, in the movie. Maybe broody. Maybe broody isn't the word. By the way, I'll get to Flash. But maybe broody wasn't the, the, the correct word. Everyone is trying so hard to be cool. Like, they don't feel human in any way. Okay. They just keep feeling like, okay, that, I'm this that characteristic. That I would agree with. That I would yeah, agree with. I'm this with. caricature of what you... Th but it's not even of that character. It's just a caricature of a superhero. Not even of the character themselves. Just, this is how a superhero should think of themselves. Like, in terms of how they bring right. themselves. And I didn't feel like any of it. Except for one. Urza Miller as the Flash. And what Ezra? they did with him was make him an... What was his name? Ezra. What I say? Urza. 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 <laughs> oh, whatever. Mobius. Also, Mobius. Um, anymore. Uh, they identify as they, them. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, they, them were going absolutely wild in Hawaii. So yeah, they <laughs> they're, they're are a piece of shit. shit right and I now. wish they were nowhere yes. near this fucking character. But nonetheless. But same. in this movie, same. in this movie, they play a fucking neurotic, uh, just, I don't even know, like, uh, a I don't shitty want to say Barry Asperger's, Allen. That's not Barry but, Allen. No, but he just, he just, he's just so, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Where he's just so, uh, help me out Inept. here. I, I feel like neurotic is the uh, word. Yeah, neurotic is pretty good though. Yeah, but, but it's just like, he's always so whiny. Maybe that's it. Cause it's not even that he's neurotic. Like you can be neurotic. That's a, a condition, whatever. But like, he's just constantly trying to offset everything with a badly timed yeah. joke. Would this be a good time to mention that I need to be gluten free or my blood sugars down? Like, fuck off. What are you here for? You're just here to, cause Flash is the comedic relief, but Flash had jokes about what's happening. Not just, uh, I can't fight because, um, I'm scared of bugs and, uh, really tall people and what is brunch like you stand in I don't care about any of these lines they are so nothing they're fluff and they give me nothing for this character I need characterization that tells me something about the character that isn't just alright he's whiny for the sixth time like it, it, there's also, nothing else to him there, there's something really wrong with Justice League that people are now recognizing and I'm glad I, I didn't know it beforehand but it is quite sexist. Oh, well, really quick, on that same note, I used to defend this movie. 
because there were scenes that I enjoyed watching. And there Same were Superman things, saving a building. Yeah, exactly. And there were things that I liked. And then I watched Snyder's version of it and realized that everything that I liked was Snyder and everything that I hated, which included the super sexist Wonder Woman moment, was fucking Whedon. It was Whedon being Whedon again. And it sucks to realize that one of your favorite creators is a piece of shit. And this is one of those separate the art from the artist type of moments. But holy shit, that scene with Flash and Wonder Woman is Not so only that, cringy. But the fucking ass, gratuitous ass yes. shots of Gal Gadot. And it's like, bro, no. For one D? For what? No, man. I I look, I I Joss Whedon is an asshole from what I'm reading online and whatnot. I've never had any clear like admiration for him, but no doubt all the moments that I'm really complaining about are Whedon inclusions, but also some of the stuff in the framework just doesn't really work for me. You're having a lot of characters with no real time to flesh them out, and that's why you needed a four hour cut to do that. Like. It, it, this was just a mess. But anyway, this is still number three. I just wanted to mention <laughs> that, like, this was a movie. Because we did so much on Batman vs. Superman. I'm like, I can't do that again. But, um, yeah, just Justice League itself, the original Whedon cut, is just a mishmash. And they expect you to be impressed because, look, we we have that character. And that's it. There's really no anything to it. I hate the interaction between them. And Stephen who? Yeah. Um, moving on. Number two. Now this one might oh fuck I I, I didn't want to spend help too me long, Steppenwolf I'm stuck at what go ahead oh, God <laughs> what are we gonna do on the bed now Steppenwolf <laughs> um, number two it's, there's just something you know a, a lot of these involve that whole trope that I don't like where it's like just talk mm-hmm. just talk stop getting angry if by someone just suggesting something you don't agree with and just work it out mm-hmm. my number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I actively loathe watching this movie. I get it. I get it. It has great special effects. It has honestly great characters. I love them in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. But for whatever reason in 2... There was just, I don't know if some uh, if it was a new writer or, or something, but whatever. One of the writers whoever, from Guardians left and didn't do 2. Okay, because uh, that writer had all the shit that felt like anything was actual drama. That writer actually kept the drama where I felt like this movie was constantly stringing us along with like forced drama. Like I'm trying to think of a good way to do this. I always compare it to the Teen Titans episode of Blackfire. Do you remember, Mm -hmm. anyone remember this? Starfire has a sister and her name is Blackfire and she shows up to the Teen Titans tower and she ends up impressing everybody and they're like, wow, you could do all the stuff Starfire does, but better. And she feels like she's being replaced and then it's like, oh no, wait, she's actually trying to destroy everyone. I got to warn the team and then nobody believes her. Does this sound familiar? This is essentially what Gamora does in this fucking movie. She's basically like, no, you got to realize this uh, Master Lord, Lord Star Lord, whatever. Um, fucking, he's actually evil. He's trying to break us apart. No, you're just jealous because he's the one bit of family and you're trying to take that away from me. What? What? This has nothing. Gamora has never done anything even close to warrant this kind of like accusation. And yet this is what the whole fucking plot hinges on. And I, I I detest the amount of times that they just default to 80s goddamn nostalgia. Oh, look, it's Pac-Man. Pac-Man, you guys. 
over it. I'm, oh, it was it was good in Stranger Things, and ever since then, it's just been a cascade of this shit, and I can't stand it. And beyond that, um, so really fucking, quick though, oh God, because so that is a that, yeah. that, that's a that's a common trope though. Uh, the whole which one? The whole like, oh no, you're just jealous that this person has this when they're actually trying to warn the main character of something valuable. Sure, uh, sure. But in the defense of Peter Quill's character, he is an orphaned character who just thinks that he got his father back. Sure, but he's an orphaned character who found a family with the fucking uh, blue dude. What's his name? Um, uh, Mary Poppins. Woody Harrelson plays him? Not Woody Harrelson. Mary Poppins. Wait, who plays him? I forget. Fucking uh, the guy from Walking Dead. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Rooker. Um... Fuck. Anyway, carry on. Booker Kurt from Russell? Bioshock Infinite. What? Um, no. Michael Rooker or Michael, Kurt Michael Rooker. There we go. The Michael Rooker. Yeah, that sounds familiar. That's yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yondu. Yondu I just remembered yeah. his name. Yondu. He found a family with Yondu, so he knows something about found families, and then makes a new family with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Why would he turn against his family just because of a someone who claims to be his father? Like. The, the the thing is, is that there was a whole movie about gaining trust and all that, and now it's like, nah, he's my real dad. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. So we need to talk about this. Because first off, Yondu was also a very abusive. Like it like everyone loves like he may he may beat your father, but he's not your daddy. Like that's a great line and all that. But like Yondu, sure, saved him from going to fucking ego, but was very abusive and like Peter actively talks about that. And he's known sure. the Guardians I, yes. for a year. Calling them family, I get that's the point of the movie at the end, but let's chill with all that. These are still people that he's known but, for a year compared to someone no. he's been looking for his whole life. Yondu, I agree with you. Like, there's reasons why he doesn't really consider him that close until the end of this yeah. film, really. But, but the Guardians themselves... He just did a whole movie about trusting them. And just to go back on it so fast just because of that, I don't know. Look, we're getting really into Guardians uh-huh. itself, and we, we did a whole case of on that episode on how I felt about it. I just, the the the, the major setup was annoying because I felt like it could have just been resolved instantly. Okay. And the second part was the jokes themselves. It, it aired on like family guy kind of jokes where they just didn't know when to stop with the one joke over and over again. All right, Groot, we need you to press the button. No, not that button, Groot. Press this button. No, Groot, not that button. And then right there, you'd think the joke would stop. Hold on. Let me ask every character in this fucking movie for a piece of tape. And he goes around off screen asking every character if they have a piece of tape, to which they say no, to which he comes back and says, sorry, I have no tape, but you're going to have to remember to press. Waste of time. Aggravating. Words I'd use to describe. <clears throat> anyway, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two. So, <clears throat> here are my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, I can't get too much into it, but it's just, un- for me, an unlikable protagonist. That's basically for me. Um, Green Lantern. Surprised no one brought up that one. <clears throat> it's not that um, bad. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. No, uh, but I didn't like it at all. Call but it the it's worst. <laughs> to call it the I, worst, I, I don't know. Well, it's an honorable mention. It's yeah. not on my yeah, list, sure. but um, but then we got um, Man of Steel. It's not a big fan of that one. 
Um, because I guess I have like a set what I want Superman. To, uh, whatever, we're not getting into that. And then the last one of my honorable mention would be uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. I yeah, I thought that kind of resolution. Andrew Garfield, I do love him a lot, but I disagree with you on the chemistry between him and Gwen Stacy. Which this is your honorable really mention. Really doing this, yeah. Um, okay. Then we yeah, we're not gonna get in. Don't worry, I'm sorry. I um, just wanted to respond because you said something about it earlier. And uh, we'll get to my uh, number one because as you notice, Catwoman isn't here. Neither is Daredevil, neither is Batman and Robin, because I, I find some value in them. All right, number one. Now, this is going to shock everybody. All right, this is a, a dark horse pick. Do you get it? It's a joke because comic books. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, number one. Yeah, yeah, it's Suicide Squad. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't know what you want from me. It's like, like I, I loved how everybody was talking about it as like their worst, and it's like, yeah, well, no shit. I have it there too. It's an editing nightmare. It's a writing nightmare. It's a clear cut example of hands not talking to each other in the actual development of the movie. And they just cram so many songs in there to sort of make it feel like there's some sort of like pacing or momentum. But I have never, and it probably should be listed as a fucking war crime, to play the first part of Bohemian Rhapsody and then stop it after just killed a man? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, to have Bohemian Rhapsody and not have the big fucking headbang scene from Wayne's World or or anything that's actually, like, the main course of... A fucking just to start, war crime. It's a fucking war crime because that song has such a big kickoff. You know what I mean? I see a little silhouette of a man. Like any of these moments would have been really cool to use, but they just use just killed a man. Cut. We're done. It, what? That makes no sense. And then they cut immediately to another song. And it, it, it just, I forget what it is. I don't know if it's Seven Nation Army or, oh no, no, it's Black Skinhead by Kanye oh, West yeah. for, for uh, Deadshot. But it, it, and all the song choices are so piss poor simple, man. Like, uh, fucking uh, Black Skinhead. Oh, Will Smith. He, uh, he shaved his head. Black Skinhead. That, it's that easy. There is no real thought about this. Seven Nation Army. They're like an army or something. Good enough. I couldn't, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 did this too with Break the Chain and Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Where I was like, why are we playing this song? They were literally just separating for two seconds. Oh, Break the Chain. Whatever. Um, Suicide Squad on top of that. Let me start thinking about some other things about that movie. We already mentioned the editing inconsistencies. Uh, I love the, the cringiest, cringiest dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. We mentioned Katana and how her soul, her sword absorbs the souls of who she kills. They couldn't think of how to introduce that character. They just stuck her in at the end. Um, there's this whole thing about the sorceress and then like... Enchantress? Her wanting to... Enchantress or whatever. Yeah. Wanting to... Like all that stuff really happens like off screen in terms of like how they how Rick, uh, Rick Flag and, and Enchantress really fall in love. They just kind of do... And you're like, oh, okay, I guess they care about each other. I don't know. Yeah. And that really doesn't factor into anything at the end anyway, because it doesn't end up being anything involved right. with the resolution of the film. I, I'm sure, okay, what are things I liked about the movie? Amanda Waller is probably my favorite character. Okay. Like, in terms of how she's playing her character. Sure. Yes. Actually is consistent, but they keep subverting their major villain by like not really even giving a shit about what she says yeah. So they can just do whatever they want and and the movie loves to like act like there's stakes, but there's none 
So they'll they'll be like, oh, that thing on your neck, it'll blow up if you if you, you do anything wrong. No character suffers that. Except for one, of course, to establish that it works. Good old Slipknot. Yeah. Um I, uh, he didn't get an intro, so I wonder if he'll be important. You know what's funny it, is that that is a hundred percent accurate to the comic. It's true though. He, what? That is probably the most accurate thing in that movie to the comic, which is that Slipknot is always the first to die. Yeah, I He's like a, I, I assume they just made him up. No. Like they just mm, grabbed a no, random no, character who wasn't even in this. He exists. He just dies in every iteration of the squad. Um. <laughs> The, the Joker subplot with Harley was unnecessary. It was just to have Joker. Yes. But there was a whole bunch of scenes filmed that weren't in the movie, apparently, yes. right? But I will say, and this is the one scene I can speak about positively in that movie. The one scene that I liked between Harley and the Joker is him and her and the vat of chemicals. But, but. Okay, thank you for bringing that okay. up. Because that entire segment yes. is just montage of fan yes, service. Yes, I agree. Just jerking off under my face. I don't I don't have any connection. I just see random things no, happening and I'm like, what is this have to it's do? What am I disconnected. What? I just mean the scene itself is well shot. It actually displays uh-huh. a decent like a decent relationship between Joker and Harley. Like in terms of in in wordlessly in a shot, yes. yes. No, they do exchange words. Th- that, that's the scene where because they has that song playing that's the scene over where it. he says uh would you die for me there's a, some r&b or some song and then that's they like, do, and then they the do the, the swan dive into the vat of acid or the vat of so i got something to say for both you and and the dude because you both mentioned something where it's like there was a cool scene i liked but it was really fast and it really didn't matter wouldn't it be cool if we actually had a movie yes, about that absolutely hundred <laughs> like, percent i i I hate sometimes I talk to people and they're just like, oh, well, you know, the saving grace of that movie was the one scene where they referenced something. And it's like, then they should have just done an adaptation of that then if it was a better idea and it looked cool. Too bad we spent the entire movie faffing about doing something else. Like, I agree with you. I want more scenes of Superman, like, saving people and people being like, look, it's Superman. Thank you, Superman. Maybe not the exact Christopher Reeves hammy or whatever, but fuck, man. I'd like to see these superheroes save people. And that's something that's not on a lot of superhero movies and what really irks me about them, you know? Have I ever told you what my alternate pitch for for the first Suicide Squad movie was? Uh, There should have been no Enchantress or fucking Skylaser. What it should have been sure. was Metropolis should have been in like a state of like chaos after the death of Superman. Like there should sure. have been like at least it explains why Superman isn't yeah. there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It should have been some state of decay. Like like there's all of a sudden like maybe a, a criminal element is trying to take over and it's literally caused mm. riot in the streets and the suicide squad are sent in to deal with that. Well, that's why the Suicide Squad handled it a lot yes. better because they were a covert mission. Mm-hmm. That makes sense why they wouldn't have like an overblown superhero exactly. come in and do something. It made sense. Now, in this, it's just kind of like, no, we need to give them something to do, but you know, they're not on the same power level. So let's have them fight some Power Rangers putties. Yeah. That's fine, right? Oh, yeah. And that's essentially what they fought. And, yeah. and then arguably, they, uh, they just. Just, or not destroyed, but disregarded their most, their strongest, uh, 
their strongest character team member until that one fight in the end where he had one cool moment and died. But like, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I could really go into each character and be here for yeah. a long time. And I don't want this to end up being a special. Yeah, on th- it, th- that's but... what this has become a little bit was the fan freaks hate suicide well, squad. <laughs> all three of yeah. us. What, what, like, had it on our list. Was it number one for you, James? No. I know it was number one no, for No, Batman versus for Superman was. No. No, number one for me yeah. was Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah, that's right. How weird. Oh, anyway. Don't worry. Don't this. worry. You forget. You forgot about it just as much as we all did. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, Yeah. Suicide Squad. I've been talking about on the show a lot that I ate really. Yeah. It, it's, it on, was, it's on the bone bingo. And the reason why it's number one is if you notice as I've gone down my list of superhero movies, you brought this up earlier, dude, where it's like, did it have zero impact on you or did it just kind of offend you watching it? Which one's worse for me? I think is the it's the offend you watching it because I'm sitting there going, you you could be having a good movie here. Like you could do something, but every choice you're making confuses me and it doesn't feel like it even leads into anything. It is just a cacophony of noise that's supposed to look cool and that never works for me. And I don't know, like, I, I think of stuff like Persona, where it is very style over substance, but there is substance in there. There is something to hold on to. This movie was just like a whiplash event of, doesn't this look cool? Isn't this a really neat scene that looks awesome? But that's not enough for me. Yeah. And I, I I did not enjoy that movie whatsoever. The Suicide Squad was a an amazing improvement. Actually, and the, re- and the way it improved it was just by making a brand new movie, essentially. So... Yeah. Good job, James Gunn. Um, to be honest, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of superhero movies we forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and run through my list really quick. Um, number five, Morbius or Mobius, if you're like me. Number four, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Number three, Batman vs. Superman. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And number one, Suicide Squad. Um, again, we may have missed a whole bunch of movies. And again, these are our lists and how they affected us personally. Uh, there's no doubt worse superhero movies out there, but if you think of any, be sure to let us know over on our Facebook, Twitter, or our Discord. Yeah. And our website. We got one of those. <laughs> and our web, well, you know, we, we, we'd like some people to say hi in the Discord. Yeah. It's quite lonely there. <laughs> uh, but, but if, uh, if, anyway, if you, if you want the link it, right? to our Discord, it is up on our website, fanfreaks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure, like, like I said, hit us up on Twitter, and that's fanfreaks, F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. Uh, and you can find us on our personal social media. Where can they find you, Bone? They can find me at Bone King TV, and we can find the dude at Adrian Doodliness on Twitter. And I, Did you say Adrian. Yeah, so I heard to Adrian. That's with an A, folks. Just so we're clear, uh, <laughs> Adrian Doodliness. <laughs> I feel like Adrian is some sort of Krypton character. Uh-huh. Like, I am Adrian of House K. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what's funny what? is that I actually have a uh, an insert Kryptonian name with this Adrell. Adrell. A-D-R. Ooh. Adrell. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Doctor. That's D R Rude that, MD. That's Adele's evil twin. Ad- oh my god. <laughs> I am Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's in a thing. Wait, Ad- uh, Dina Menzel okay. just got announced for something. Or whatever. Sorry, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that later. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our shout outs. As usual, our Hunt Boys, thank you guys so much for listening. Scott, Justin, Jeff, you guys are great. Uh, I'm going to steal one of the dudes' shout outs for a second, only because, oh. yeah, only because, like, Paul has been asking me questions about the shit I've said on the show. 
and it's honestly super cool. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure, I would love to explain why I said that thing. Uh, <laughs> so that's honestly. I mean, that's that's why we say no, it. No, I know. It's <laughs> we pretty, keep asking you to talk to us. You know, his recent one was you talked about not wanting Neil Patrick Harris and Matrix Four. But I thought he did well in the in the role. Can you elaborate? And I went, I sure fucking can. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he did a good job holding that apple. That's pretty much sure. It, really. My I'm sister Cheyenne, that. I thank them so much for listening, and all of the freaks from the Facebook group. You guys are our lifeblood. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, Lindsay misleading our residents of Tanazatara. Jesus Valentine, Nicholas Yuritic, Robot Stone Age, Cody, CJ, Kalani. Uh, Paul Fusek, Oscar Ortiz, Samuel Torres, and yeah, that's about it. I, uh, how did I do remembering your boners on last week's episode, George? I mean, to be honest, you guys kind of just went, fuck it. I don't remember all of them. So yeah, pretty good. I think we well. tried. <laughs> we tried our best. I mean, I appreciate that. It's hard. The... It's just who can remember all these boners, man? The boners yeah, know, are man. hard, George. Once you have intimate experience with these hard boners, uh, it's easier to remember. Got it. So it's, you're saying it's almost like a reflex. So you're saying of some the, sort. after a while, the boners are easier to take. That's got right. It. It's a reflex. Oh, uh, okay. Or anyway. a lack thereof. There you go. Okay, so here we go. We got Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo. Love you, Beefy. Thank you for hanging in there for the Rule of Rose playthrough. It's happening. Uh, Squinty, Screechy Kai, Julian Lazar, Megan Peepo, Crows of the Damned, you sick badass. Love you so much. Uh, Lindy Misleading, uh, our resident Galinda Elphaba. <laughs> Oh no! Hold on. Wait. What? I, what can I say? Because we were we were talking about musicals after that episode, and man, we went off on Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> oh my! So fucking disappointing. Anyway, so bad. Yeah. Oh my Carry god. Uh, anyway, yeah. Carrying on, we got um, Izumi Chenmaru, CJ to DJ, Boogle, and Burnsy. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you seriously, Burnsy, for reaching out. We were just talking about that on the Twitters. Thank you so much. The Twitters. The tweeters. Um, so right. I'm currently dangling off a building. No, wait, no, stop. I, I feel like I, you're, you're okay. forcing me to defend my fucking Jupiter's ascending shit again. And this is pissing me off. Oh God. Okay. I, I need a hero to save me. No. Hello? Save me from this. I don't like the movie. <laughs> sure. 